This is the old 77 podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the old 77 podcast. Fucking Cardinals lost. Hey, hey, hey. So how do you feel about it? How about the anals? Yes? No? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't like to be uh, the receipt. I think anal's like Christmas. It's better to give than receive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 music. I know, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to proceed here. I, don't <laughs> I feel like I should be jacking one of you yeah, off. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay tuned after. <laughs> oh, who are you? Got me some slack, Jeff. Hey, bitches. This is Old 77 Podcast. It's a safe place. In an unsafe world. Impressive. Morning. Foul language maker due to the subject matter. That's because everyone's mouth is usually fully a wife's box. Join our Patreon Clubhouse today. Clubhouse members get early access to episodes and exclusive after-hours content at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. I'll tell you what I got. Your wife's pussy on my breath. Thanks for listening. Nobody's ever talked to me like that before. You're hired. Shit. Oh, Dave. Oh, baby. Oh, hello, brother. Welcome. Live from Jeff City, Missouri, this is the Old 77. It's a safe place. In an unsafe... World. <laughs> world. 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 So what's up, all? Good to see your smiling faces again. Yes, man. Um, we have an exciting guests lined up we for tonight do. uh do we want to give them give them the sneak preview yeah dustin give us a little something uh what's oh, coming up our guest tonight is going to be nikki ojeda she is a psychic and i can't remember where she's from but she's going to be doing a reading on mrs Carwash. <laughs> mrs. <laughs> mrs carwash, carwash. scott's wife yeah. by the way didn't we get her a theme song didn't we, we i think so what i can't remember i don't know where it went uh, I haven't heard the theme song. I'm excited. No, I can't remember where it went. I'm excited about <laughs> look that. Look at the, the look on her face. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, if, if I mean, if you guys have any trouble finding one, I can always make I mean, could you make us like a, a bluesy, sultry yeah. type thing? Absolutely. Yeah, like when Jessica Rabbit first comes out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You do you guys want lyrics? Or do you just want oh. it to just sound super sexy? With Let's no, just make it super sexy for the moment. With no words. Okay, I'll I add. I feel like I can hold up to this music. I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> just make it. I'll add that to the queue. I'll add that to the list of things to do. <laughs> just make it. Just make. We'll it. get one of those vo's from the uh, cooling it down. Cooling yeah. it down. Yeah. From the big homie. Hey, hey. While I'm thinking about it, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, our good friend of the show, Maddie Francis. Yeah, man. Uh, his dad has been having some health issues lately. And yeah, Jim's been on the show before. That's right. So, Jim yeah. has been on the show before, and so uh, he's he's going through some health struggles right now, and so we just want to. Uh, give a shout out to Maddie and his family. Let him know that we're thinking about thinking yeah. about you guys, and and hope that uh, that your dad's able to pull out of this and and yeah, man, and make a recovery. We at, love you, brother. At last check, he was uh, he was not doing too too well. Yeah. So so, but yeah. he pulled out of it once before. He can so do it again, man. There's hope. There's definitely hope, man. I'm not. He's a pray for that pissy old angry guy in Philly, man. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Philly, <laughs> Philly in his blood. I'm I'm a little mad at, at Matt right now because uh, his Phillies beat my Cardinals uh, in the in the playoffs. So yeah. now the Cardinals season is over. I know you're super broken up about oh, that I'm, too, I'm Scott. I'm so I'm I'm so hurt. <sighs> yeah, hey, I cried. Honey, can you take that camera right there? Yes. Yes. And uh, just kind of bring it out on the table. Yeah, bring that baby out. Yeah. There you go. Just kind of bring it out, set it on the table. Yeah. Like right in front of you, type on the table. There you go. 
technical difficulties. Oh no, on the I'm just pl- playing around live on the old <laughs> 77. So what we got going on is uh, that was me from earlier. I was playing around with the camera. I thought maybe if we take it off the the stem over here, we can throw it on the table and get some uber close tight shots. I, like so I thought it. that would be cool. Like and it. it's on That's a stand nice. so we could move it around with our hand, you know. It's not on yet. Okay. But just making sure. Yeah. You know, I always got to be aware of oh, the angles. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're always getting my good side. Oh yeah, I try. Uh, I try. Yeah, you know. So, Andrea, so, do you have any expectations tonight for your psychic reading? None. None. Okay, you're going into it just. But I've done this before, not with her, but sure. I've done this before with other people. Sure. And what, like psychic reading wise? Mm-hmm. You yeah. went with me. To I one. went with one. So how did your how did how did that one go? Um. So that one was interesting. I had just lost um that pivotal family member that like is your rock that was your grandma right yeah yeah and so i wanted to kind of give myself some peace like just know that she was okay right right and it was just a very transitional time for Mm -hmm. us and so um vaguely can remember because that's been about 10 years ago i see been a while it's been a while it's been a while but um it was good she you know told me that um, or calm my fears that like my grandma was in a good place yeah. and that she was proud of me. And then she had said something and I was just talking about this today with my coworker about, she said that we were going to make a move and we would move to some place that was like kind of the size of the town that we were in. Yeah. Um, and I never like put much she, stock into that, but eventually she, we did move. Yeah. Well, we're here. Yeah. But it's not to, the size of the town say, we were yeah, in though. Oh my town, God. But, but here's, here's how I feel about psychics because we, I think we have a wide range of opinions on this show. I think me and Scott are pretty, pretty open to that stuff. Dustin is definitely like our resident skeptic when it comes to most stuff, which is oh, great, I'm which is great. Minded, yeah, no. And you are open-minded and like you always say, like you want to believe you just haven't seen, you know, you're not convinced yet. And I respect that position because that was me, you know, not, not so long ago. Um, where was I going with this guys? Uh, have you had an experience? Have, have you had our psychic reading days? I have never had a psychic reading. No. Yeah. Dustin, have you ever had one? No. No. Oh. I hope to have one at some point. I keep, I keep, I keep telling Jacqueline, like, yo, girl, you let me know if, if you see my grandpa. <laughs> she keeps just you. walking up to me whenever we're together in, like, random spots and be like, hey, so uh, there's this, like, dude. Like, right. And I'm like, oh, get out of here. That's yeah. probably this guy. Oh, yeah, I got to see that firsthand a few weeks Man, ago. Man, that was, right? Yeah. So, Andrea, did you feel, well, so when you went into that, past reading that we were just talking about mm-hmm. did how much information did you give the psychic like did you tell them that your grandmother had passed i don't remember scott you do you remember? remember i don't remember if you i don't think you did because that was one of my conditions yeah i was like don't tell them this because you know and i think it, it worked you yeah. know for the most part Okay. But she still picked up on it. Okay. I have CRS, Dave. I can't remember she shit. She can't remember shit. You know somebody that's dead. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Maybe. Well, I hope I hope that, that there we go. That it goes swimmingly well for you. Secretly that's I a hope Dustin close up. Secretly I hope ah. that she uh, <laughs> that she says, Sorry, Andrea, I am not picking up anything on you, but I'm seeing all kinds of fireworks going off around Dave right now and then that, she, yeah. she gives me a reading. Hey, more power to you. I Let's just see. figured I'd be the guinea pig. She's, he told me that you guys were done. I was like, I want to do this. Man, when I said, I even remotely said psychic, she was like, I want to. Yeah. Please <laughs> me, please. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I have to talk. Yeah. Task guys. I've always wanted to do that, but I just, I mean, 
you can't really find psychics in Jeff City. It's not like there's like I a, feel like there's more psychics in Jeff City than you guys give yourself credit for. Well, you're probably right, but like most of them don't advertise that they're psychics. Well, yeah. like, would you advertise? I mean, you want to tell the world you're crazy? I in mean, Jeff City? you know, like in Jeff City. I mean, that's what I feel like. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, "Oh, don't go to that girl." She's you got to consider the demographics here that they would look at you like, yeah. like Satan worshiper. Like it would be totally the you know Salem witch trials again. Right, <laughs> mm, right. Uh, we watched a, me and Jesse watched a movie last night called The Witch, um, a scary movie, and it had the the girl from The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, from that and um, that oh, is that something like uh, old timey. It's like Puritan. Yeah, Puritans. Yeah, yeah. I um, saw a preview for that the other day. It looked pretty good. It was good. And, I like that girl though. And I'm not uh, the chick from Queen's yeah, Gambit. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I do too. And I, I is that the chess one? Yeah, yeah, that's the chess one. I was telling Jesse she's in a slew of stuff now, man. Well, she was also in that one that you like. Um, oh, one that I like. The set overseas, Tommy. Um, oh, Tommy Boy, I saw that. No, <laughs> where he's got all the brothers. Oh, oh, uh, no, uh, Peaky Blinders. She's the girlfriend. She's uh, or the fiance, the, yeah, the wife. Yeah, the little brother's the... American wife. Like yeah. he went overseas to manage the money prior. Michael? To, Wasn't yeah, it Michael. Yeah, Michael. Prior to the 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 fall of Wall Street. Now, because I can't remember shit. What's the name of that show? Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Wall Street crashes and Michael has to come home and he comes home like, I lost all our money. Ah, I lost it all. Sorry, guys. Funny story. And he brings this new hot American wife and it's her home. And she's totally got an agenda. Do you think she's hot? I think she's hot. Yeah, I think she's hot too. Like I was telling Jesse last night. I like her better red-headed though. Yeah. I I was telling Jesse last night that I because I was like, how old is she? Because she looked younger to me than when she was in the Queen's Gambit, and now I know why because that movie came out in 2015, so she was younger. Yeah, yeah, I think she's pretty though. Yeah, I think she's pretty. I do think she's pretty. Yeah. Now that she's older though, mm-hmm. I think she's she's gotten to her sultry like hot phase. Yeah, yeah. You know, did you guys watch Queen's Gambit? Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. I liked it. Do you guys both know how to play chess? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to kind of have like a cheat sheet to remind me what. The yeah, there's they like do, there's like I can't remember. Yeah, there's like I can't remember. There's some of those like special moves that you shit. can do. Um, that you can do like there's a move where you can like take your uh, what's the one that the one that's on the very end that looks like a castle. Oh, you can take your uh, king? your your king no, and your, your rook and and you can flip them. Yeah, the, so is the rook the one that looks like yeah, a little, castle, a little castle, the one that goes on yeah. the very yeah. So they go up and down. Yeah. The yeah, bishop go, goes yeah. back and forth diagonal. Right. Uh, the queen can go all ways. And what's the horse thing called? Knight. Uh, the knight. The knight. Okay. It can go. I know how the knight goes. Two spots and then diagonal. Two spots and then yeah. Yeah. Makes me think of a Tetris piece. And then the pawn is just one. Like the first move is two spots and then one and after, then after that. that it's only and if one. you get a pawn all the way to the other end of the uh, the the board, like yeah. you get something for that. It becomes something. Can you, get, you pull a piece back in? Isn't it? I, I maybe. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Maybe you. I thought checkers. you. Yeah, but I think you can get, you can get something for you it. You guys ever play Chinese checkers? Yeah, I used to play yeah. that when I was a kid. I used to have some epic uh, matches with my grandparents in Rolla when I was growing up as a kid, and so uh, I we just went on Amazon three or four days ago and bought a Chinese checkers set because oh, I want to nice. play with my with my boys. I want to teach nice. them how to play. Jesse texted me earlier. I guess they played a game earlier, yeah. and I guess they caught on to it pretty well. My grandmother was like. She was very hard to beat in oh, Chinese checkers. Oh, my grandma and grandpa were big in it. It was yeah. my grandparents, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Is now, it that one that looks like a crazy star? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents had the old boards. 
Yeah, you know, we my, hung one of them up one time as art. Marbles. Yeah, yeah. My grandparents had like a metal one, and all the marbles would like Damn. fit inside, and then you would like open it up, and you could get all the marbles out. Had the fancy set, right? Yeah. Dave, Dave's. I, I was trying to find one. I was trying to find like a metal Chinese checker set on Amazon, and you cannot find them. So. I bet you could find it on Etsy. Yeah. You're oh, you right. can find anything on Etsy, man. I have come to love Etsy. I love Etsy too. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for like super specific, like for example, Kanye West merchandise. There's a lot of good stuff on Etsy for that. Yeah. You know, I know you can relate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all that Kanye West stuff on Etsy. Huh? You know, love I'm. It. There she just is. Such a huge fan. He's balls deep in in some shit right now. Kanye. Yeah. Hello. The anti-Semitic stuff. I love that. I love Nikki. that we joined right there. <laughs> Nikki pops in, and the first thing she hears <laughs> as a guest on the show Hello. is these balls deep. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice so, to meet y'all too. Yeah. Happy to be here. So I'm Dave, and uh, this guy over here is Scott. Say hi, Scott. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So where are you? Salutation. Where are you located, Nikki? Right now, I'm in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Pennsylvania. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So how long have you been doing readings? About 35 years. Oh, wow. Wow. So how did you find out about your abilities? Well, um, <clears throat> I was lucky lucky enough to have a mentor who was teaching me all about herbs, uh-huh. and I worked in an herb shop, and she had the herbal tarot, and she gave it to me. So I learned about him at the same time, and... Um, I've had a lot of training in it as well as far as the tarot, but I knew that I was psychic. It just, I was 15 at the time, so it mm-hmm. took me a while to know what it was, but right. I've kind of always really. Yeah. But, you know, it took time to learn the tarot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so mm-hmm. do you do like, how does, like, is there a difference between when you're reading somebody in person face to face to face as opposed to like, situation like we have tonight or like over the phone how does that work well i do a lot of in-person events and i do love them but Uh there are some pros to uh you know doing a video reading which is what i i love doing it because i'm in my own space i have i'm controlling the energy and when it's done i leave (laughs) yeah right i see yeah i see energy is non-physical so as long as i can see the person or feel into the energy you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be face to face in person in order to, to get a reading. Okay. Well, let's introduce you to Andrea. Andrea is right here. I'm the guinea pig. She is our (laughs) guinea pig tonight. You'll be reading Miss Andrea here. We're so excited. Is there anything that you guys need to do like ahead of time? Do you, do you, do you need to like converse or? So what I like is I don't want to know what you're uh, what you want to know about at first. So um, and I'll have us just like breathe and come into the center. And when we do that, focus on what you want insight about. And I always suggest that rather than saying, when will I get X, you know, be a little more alchemistic about it, as in what do I need to shift to make X easier that sort of thing, or, you know, what's in the way of this or that, you know, keep it, uh, you know, personal. Okay. Because I don't believe things are set in stone. Okay. 
And um, and then after the three, after I get my first message, then I my first pure message, then I'll um, ask you if you would like to tell me what it was you wanted insight on. But you don't have to tell me. So. Okay. I'm so excited. So whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, let's just breathe. Let all the cares of the day, put them over here. You can pick them up later. <laughs> and just be right here right now. Breathe deeply and think about what you need your insight on or what your question is. And I'm going to spread the cards out. They're like fanned out. And I'm going to run my hand over the cards to get the first three. And um, then you tell me when to stop. Okay. So... I'm going to start now, and you tell me when to stop. Stop. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was fast. That was fast. Again, please. Stop. Mm-hmm. And one more time. Stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it seems that you have a question regarding finances and a relationship, perhaps, and how that might play into your creative projects or something that you might have going on. But this this could be seen in a lot of different ways because you have the uh, King of Pentacles, the King of Cups, and the Seven of Wands. So that's one way to look at it. But what I'm seeing is that there's aspects of yourself that you need to tap into so that you can create a financial situation that's emotionally fulfilling and it, it's related directly related to creativity or art or your own making of what happens. This could be related to another person, but even if it is, it still is talking about you tapping into your own sovereign energy, your own, I can do this type of energy. So. And then you can tell me if that has anything to do with what you asked or not. And then, if you'd like, or I can continue talking. Okay. It was sliding down. Um, Not necessarily. I am a creative person, but. um, You nailed it with the art. Yeah. Because I'm always trying to convince Andrea that she needs to open up an Etsy shop because she loves to do arts and crafts and stuff. But, um, but I'm not sure if. Either way, it will bring. It will be a key to um, money and emotional fulfillment either way. But if you want to tap into what you were wanting to ask about, then I can draw three more cards and get more of a clue. Okay. I just want to keep my first message pure. I like it. Okay, nice. So are you going to... Do you have one? So I just draw the next three cards. Okay. If you wanted to ask me, if you wanted to... You don't have to make it public if you don't want to, but if you want to, now's the time. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about a a family member that was really important. Okay. Is that male? No. Okay. It looks like this person is going to go through some um, upheaval. 
but it'll all turn out in the end, but it's kind of like a, um, something has to be like knocked down so that something new can be built up. I am definitely getting that. Hmm. And um, it's for the better, even if it looks a little daunting in the end, it will be for the better. Be and more. Then this is where you give me more. Yeah, I was going like, say, or I can continue. Be so, more open with your question. Okay, so yes. it's in regards to my grandma. She was my rock. Um, I lost her ten years ago, and I've been having a reoccurring dream, and I'm just kind of it's mm-hmm. the situation is different each time, but the end result is the same, and so I'm just curious what that maybe means she's been having this dream now she's been waking up in the middle of the night or in the morning now for a couple of of nights okay and she remembers the basically right since you're asking me about someone who's already passed these cards are for you okay that's just the way it is because um Mm -hmm. it's all about why you're having that dream and she's probably wanting to tell you something about if certain expectations aren't met, that it's for the best. Okay. But let me, now that I know that it's about someone who's passed on, let me get the next three here. Okay. Okay. Give me just a second here. No worries. We did kind of start hot, so. We did. We did. (laughs) You're not to waste your energy on any negative emotions and you are to balance anything to do with your physical world, your money and your health, number one. Mm. And there could be big changes in that arena. It's not necessarily bad, but you have to tap into your center so that when the changes come, you can roll with them from a place of power because you've already done some checks and balances. And at this point, if you want to ask me specifics, I can give you more here too. If you're feeling into this at all, or if you want to go another way, guide me. I I don't know. Like it's, I'm just taking it all in. I'm like, uh, she was saying all that earlier and I knew you were talking about your grandmother and that sounded totally like you. I was like, "Mm, (laughs) okay. So I'm going to see if she has something to say, which I can do that, but it doesn't always happen. It's usually when I've been doing it for a while, but let me see if I can just tap into like her energy and what the dream could be about. If it has anything to do with her at all, really, because it's dreams are often just about us. Yeah. Let me just feel in just a little bit more here. Okay, so there's the chance to build something on the physical plane, and it's uh, going to require your creativity. You're being called to up your level of uh, realness as far as what you put out there, Your whether it's art, creativity, anything you do, you got to put more of your soul into it, and it will lead to all kinds of fulfillment. But right now, you might feel like a seeker, or you might feel kind of like, can I do this or do I feel like a beginner or I'm on a path or I don't quite know what, but there is also emotional support available, whether it's friends or family, but 
basically she's saying that whatever looks hard is part of what's going to create you the next level you and it's all absolutely necessary and um there's guidance there about like i said just really tend to your physical plane in any way possible okay and there's a lot of potential for something more fulfilling than what you're doing now but you're gonna have to look outside the box and if you have a clarifying question again before i draw three more and then i'll wrap it up the thing. do you have a clarifying question I have no question. No. My brain has just went. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If there's if there's one more insight that could be helpful, what would it be? Um. I mean, I was asking the cards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to make some moves. You're going to have to, you know. Be, take some sort of initiative and you can't uh, just sit for too long because that could create more of that imbalance that could be something that's, I mean, it's nothing major. It's just something that a few tweaks and balance will create more of a flow, you know, a few tweaks of the energy. Mm-hmm. But there's like another, you got another fulfillment card. So it just looks like the next breadcrumb on your trail is trying to show itself to you. Okay. And though it might feel like you're in the middle of some unknown, like embrace that sort of like with curiosity and excitement will help open up the path a little bit more and um, have something of yourself show itself to you. Like perhaps you're not in touch with a part of yourself that's like ready now. It's just like, please put me on board. I want to help create you. That's what I'm getting. It's all related to your physical life and your actions. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So what is it about her physical self that she would need to do in order to become more accustomed to that? Or in order to change to where she could get that end result? Like, Do you have some examples? Yeah. Let's see. So... Being out in nature and breathing deep sounds simple, but if we just turn off some of the noise mm-hmm. that's always there, mm-hmm. it's 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 not so much about what you have to do. It's more of a matter of uncovering. So it's like if you remove a lot of extraneous have-tos whenever you can and just like sit and breathe, sit in the sun, get a little more of just like quiet time that will just start to reveal you it's more a matter of uncovering something in your true nature rather than becoming someone it's all about removing old conditioning that's really what it's all about so you know there's there i could talk forever on how to do that because we're all different but if you were my client we would go through um whole coaching session on and figuring out what and doing an archetypal workshop and, and all that stuff. So you but, do provide that sort of service for people? Yeah, I do the one-on-one archetypal embodiment workshop where it's like uh, we go deep. It's sort of a depth psychology thing, except we tap into energies that are both within us and without us for the purpose of balancing us back to our truth. 
you know, because the way our culture is, we have to cover up our truth all the time just to survive. Everybody's there. But there's also a little bit of something going on here where everybody's truth is a little more welcomed and it's absolutely necessary. Even if we don't feel it in our lifetime, there are major changes coming where everyone's uniqueness will actually help the collective if we live from that, rather than everybody looking around to see what everybody's doing, what everybody's wearing, what everybody's saying, what they're doing. That's late and it doesn't serve. It's all about finding that connection within to the truth, to your authentic truth, beyond fear, beyond what Aunt Velma or whoever said you should do, but your soul, or at least the innermost part of you, you know. So. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So Uh, this, these classes, can you do these online or do they have to be in person? I do them online. I I, I hold them in person for groups, you know, so it's not always a one-on-one thing, but uh, regarding based on your reading, it's it's usually that's the situation. It's just usually online, and we we do it through breath and sound and like tapping. And it seems a little out there, but what you're doing is you're moving stuck energy because we all have stuck energy because our natural ways of being aren't easily able to flourish in this life that we have. You know, it's always a challenge. So it's all about getting in there and kind of like not being afraid to go deep and look at what might be there, you know, and that's admittedly not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you know, but those um, who want it will seek it out. Say it again. I said, those who want it will seek it out, you know? Oh yeah. Because that's all stored in the body, the conditioning and the stuff that, um, needs to be removed it's actually stored in the body you know it's just like even like negative stuff like trauma and everything but it's not all negative stuff sometimes it's just um aspects of ourselves that have been repressed like here's an example if you had a super religious family like baptist crazy or whatever sorry everybody <laughs> but they didn't like dancing you were a natural dancer and that was tamped down that's an example of something that could be stuck in your shadow, we call that shadow gold. And that's the kind of stuff where it's like aspects of your personality want to come out and make you whole, a whole expression. You know, we're not talking about anything that's not in your highest good. Like, oh, my truth is I don't follow traffic lights. That We know that's not what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's like what serves, what actually serves and what is real and what helps. And then what's a negative voice chattering unconsciously in the background really what it boils down to how did you first figure all of this out like i know you said you had a a mentor in tarot but but did did this just come naturally to you or did you have a mentor on this path as well yes and no and many mentors but um so i had past life memories at a very early age and you know i was reading carl jung at like 10 years old and he was uh something that for some reason, I just was so attracted to what he was saying. I'm more interested in the neo-Jungian now because it's evolved from what he was saying. But he was really onto something, and he became a mystic, really. But it's that depth psychology. Like, a lot of spiritual paths were focused on ascending the heights and transcending everything. Like, earth and the body is bad. Well, that is part of, um, you know, what has created a lot of problems for us. We need to inhabit 
the body with the spirit and bring it all in. And, and, you know, I work with people who don't see in those terms. It can be completely secular. The point is we have the seeds of what we are within us and we can draw that energy in to transmute it and uh, increase what needs to be, you know, we uh, like to call on certain deities with uh, people who are interested in that. Like I did an Isis and Aphrodite workshop, but it does, like I said, it doesn't have to be viewed as outside of you. It can be viewed as inside of you personally. It's both for me, but you know, it's all about what moves the energy and what sort of clicks it in to place. And, you know, I had just like several different teachers. Um, I can't really name it one person. It was just like a, an evolution of ideas and things that I was exposed to that yet I knew intuitively and then other people were doing it. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. when you, so when you saw other people were also into the same things, it kind of validated, validated it for you as well. Um, yeah, of course, naturally, because we're all yeah, humans, sure. you know, I, mm. I'm definitely used to going on my own path, but, um, at the same time, realizing that it could actually be helpful to other people, not just myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was very helpful for that. So, And it's all really beyond words. It's so experiential. Like I could tell you about how making sounds and breathing into a certain area where you have a feeling moves that energy and then bringing the new energy in. It sounds very esoteric because it is and mm-hmm. it has to be experienced. You know, it's right. beyond meditation, you know. So then how did... Do- does each day your energies fluctuate? Like, do, do the, is there a certain point in the day when your energies reset? You mean me personally or everyone? Just everyone in general. Like, what, for instance, like, what would the normal person need to do or should do when they wake up in the morning and then go to bed at night in order to keep their energies in check? Because I know energies are going to be flying all over the place, but there's got to be a time, at least for me, I would think, when I would go to bed. My energies would, you know, realign, and in the morning I could wake up and hit it again. Right. Well, first of all, we are all so very different, and I have a lot of respect for that. So there aren't always things that do work for everyone. And then lifestyle comes into play. Like you can't say, hey, wake up and write down your dreams every day if you have to be at work at 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. But it is a very good thing to, when you first wake up, just what do I have to be thankful for? That alone can make a big shift. It's just like, what do I have gratitude for? You know, and I, I'm not one who tries to say, oh, it's easy. Just do this. It's always a path. It's always an unfolding. But uh, tapping into gratitude and then, you know, if it's like everyone's so different. I would Once I got to know someone, I would say journaling would benefit you. You know, just writing down your thoughts and then journaling in what kind of way for one person i'd say just write it all out and throw it away because it's like a brain dump yeah for another person i might say write down what you experienced you know um when you were meditating or having a one of the spiritual practices but it's generally recommended that in the morning and at night like you said are good times to to tune into that but energy fluctuations they fluctuate with the person and then they fluctuate with how much um, how much trauma and baggage is a person carrying around? How much are they keeping secret from themselves? I mean, it gets really deep, you know, and I don't sugarcoat when we get to that point. It's um, very interesting. But yes, that's what it's all about is energy. And, you know, they're just like no diet works the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's all about 
what can I do to tap into my intuition, my real intuition, my inner bell, not the bell of fear or the bell of shoulds. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my advice is how do I tap into that? You know, and, and it's like I said, it's a path for everybody different. I can't tell one person, tell everybody to do something that worked for one person, but right. the gratitude works for everybody pretty much as far as shifting. And it's just something that has to be experienced, like making the intention to shift your energy. But as far as actual physical energy throughout the day, I mean, I get tired too. And certain things pick me up at sometimes and sometimes I just have to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think that's all about following the truth. What would you tell our girl here, Andrea, <laughs> then after reading her energies what would you tell her that she would need to do in the morning in order to cleanse her energies and get them going i would say if you have time write down like automatic writing you write and ask your grandmother a question what is the message of this dream and then just start writing if you say i don't know what to write this is stupid but keep going something comes up invariably so it's all about asking your inner self and um sometimes a dream character is just a symbol of your inner self. And sometimes that person's energy is there because they're trying to guide and show you something. And um, the only way you'd really know the difference is if, uh, well, you'll feel goosebumps and tears if she's there. Like sometimes when I'm doing readings, I'll feel that. And I didn't exactly feel that. I felt it more like, um, like it's a part of you. Like it's a part of you that um, a wiser part of you or a part of you that's trying to talk to you, you know, so just doing that writing, just start writing, you know, and there's an exercise called three pages and um, you know, it's a discipline. I don't always do it, but I like to, and this, um, the artist's way was the name of the book. Julia Cameron was the author and it's all about increasing your creativity and your ability to put yourself in there. And she recommends that three pages every morning, just start writing. Yep. And it just, it does act as a brain dump. And then if you add it to the dreams, you'll get messages and it just, you can use it to speak to other parts of yourself, which we're, we're so multifaceted, you know, and this is just the everyday consciousness. So yeah, that's why I'd say start writing. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned that book. Cause I have that book and I know about the three pages and uh, yeah, sometimes it's not always easy to do that, especially when you have a family and a job oh, yeah. and everything else. But uh, so, Nikki, you mentioned earlier, Carl Jung. Um, uh, my mom is a huge Jung fan. Um, one of my favorite subjects, as these guys know, is uh, like UFOs and aliens and ETs and stuff like that. And I know that Carl Jung was very much into that topic as well. What are your thoughts on on that topic? Well, um, I wonder if these ETs and aliens, if they're actually physically from outer space or if they're simply multidimensional beings. I go, you know? I go with the because, hmm. Yeah, we all know how long it takes to get somewhere. And yes. if they're like, unless their laws of physics are completely different, the chance of them coming here from a real another planet right. in a spaceship are kind of low, but I'm not, I don't think impossible. That's, that's you know, exactly I, what I've been I saying. I just don't. That's, that's Dustin's big, but I really think big hang up. Multidimensional. Yep. Yeah. I, I subscribe to the, to the multidimensional uh, theory as well. Um, how deep have you gotten into that subject? Like, have you, um, have you 
you know, have you, have you read any of the big authors like the, the John Max, um, the David Jacobs, those guys? I've only um, been adjacent to all that, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but I've dealt with people who, when I was doing past life readings for them, it came up that they were not from here, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like they're here for some other reason. And usually it's, for their own learning or yeah. to help, you know, to impart some sort of knowledge, but they're usually not conscious of it because that's just the way it is or right. else it wouldn't work. You know, right. it's not like, oh, I'm here from yes. the planet doohickey face yeah. to do this. It's <laughs> right. more about we're just unfolding together. Right. So who's right. not from here? Is it the, the energies that you're reading that aren't from here? I, I didn't understand that no, part. Uh, basically, yes. But, I mean, they had another past life that was not from here that was wow. more so they where they aliens. had been no. spent more time what at and they kind of knew that intuitively as well so they so could it wasn't have been, like i sprung on they could have been aliens and then reincarnated here i don't know who's to say that we won't reincarnate as aliens you know that's if, a good point yeah. that's if we can be exactly. a bird why couldn't we be an alien on Gazorpazorp. That's right. I have a question for you. Um, Dave, we, we talked about dreaming and things. Dave uh, likes to always bring up uh, sleep paralysis and shadow people in sleep paralysis. Are you familiar with that with that term? Only vaguely. I don't know much. Of, I mean, I've heard of sleep paralysis, but I've yeah. never heard of where, where, shadow people. Where, where people see other beings in sleep paralysis. Uh They'll have people who, um, for instance, see a, a shadow being in a top hat, like a derby hat. Several people across the globe have seen that. I wondered, um, as someone in your profession, how you could interpret that for us. Well, there's probably a lot of different ways. And I think things like that can come up when we're in any sort of twilight, uh, yeah. like a liminal space. And I was. Uh, whether it's. When that I, yeah. I had that experience, and I was at a very dark point in mm-hmm. my life when I had it. Yeah, it's it's probably you know e- either I mean, not to get out there, but yes, absolutely get out there because there's nothing else to do. There are certain guides and guardians that can point the way, and sometimes they are manifestations of things we haven't looked at of our own shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just ideas that I would have to know more about. The, the situation um but lots of times when you're seeing shadow beings like that it's just like an unclaimed part of oneself or a part of oneself that needs to be um listened to yeah. you know what's your message and even if they're not pretty it's like you want to if it's like a dragon you want to hug the dragon you want to <laughs> be like um you know what's your message i love you you know i know Let's just say you had like an inner part of yourself. You don't be like, I know you were trying to protect me or you're part of my adaptation. And I thank you, you know, but now stay in your lane. This is your new job. You know, you know, protect me here, but not here because I'm in control. Thank you so much. I love you. You know, because it's like when you think of martial arts, uh, the concept of yielding, like um, when we resist, it's more like the enemy's stronger. But if you kind of yield, it's like, okay. You know, what do you have to say? And it kind of helps that energy move one way or the other. But we're like, oh, my God, get away. You're bad. It might not be, you know. Yeah. And even if it is on the surface, there's still inevitably going to be something more to it where it's like where we can reclaim a part of ourselves just in the name of wholeness, really. Just 
becoming more whole. But as to why it would show up in a derby hat for more than one person, that's intriguing, and I don't have an answer. (laughs) That that, uh, that always intrigued me as well, that more than one person claims to have seen the man in the derby. Yeah, they call him the hat man. Yeah. He wears a fedora. And um, I did not see the hat man when I had my sleep paralysis experience. I just saw a shadow being, and it just looked like a blacker-than-black you know, silhouette of a person. And, uh, my wife was in, you know, asleep next to me in bed. Um, I woke up and, uh, I, the only way I can describe it was uh, I was jolted awake and I immediately felt like a very evil presence. And, uh, the, the door to our bedroom was cracked just a little bit. So I could see some ambient light from the hallway and I start to see this uh, this figure, this you know shadow person, co- comes walking down my hallway and walks in through my door, uh, goes to the to the foot of my bed, touches my feet like I could physically feel the sensation of being touched, and then it walked to the head of my bed and lowered its head above mine, to where it was just a few inches away from from my eyes. And the only way I can describe it was it felt like it was mm-hmm. like sucking the energy out of me or like it was like feeding on my fear. Um, and that's – I mean people have been having these experiences for thousands of years. Every culture across the world has a name uh, you know, for these types of experiences. And I will say this because when that experience happened to me at that particular time in my life, I identified as an atheist. And – it was literally the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life, but it still ended up being a good thing because it kind of reopened my eyes to the whole, you know, non-physical reality of things. And so it kind of opened my spirituality back up. And so as terrifying of an experience as it was, I'm still glad that I had it. That's amazing. See, I believe that a relationship to the unseen is a very important part of wholeness, healing, moving on, everything. So, but Matt, let me ask you a question. Um, Do you feel as though that um, being, Mm -hmm. could it, was it, did it feel like it could have been a part of you or did it feel more like a disembodied spirit or um, Uh, something that it felt like pure evil to me. And if you talk to most people that have these experiences, they'll tell you the same thing. Um, but also, because I have only had the one experience, at least that I can consciously recall, but a lot of people will have mm-hmm. them and they are recurring. And supposedly, you know, as you have more and more of these types of experiences, you can train yourself to uh, and use it as like a vehicle for astral projection. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so when I've spoken with people that have had these experiences that have learned to, uh, uh, you know, to, to modify them, um, they're not as terrifying for people that have had these experiences many, many times and have learned to kind of harness the energy. Um, but for me, it was just, it was just pure, pure terror from my, from my point of view. For me, it happens it's all the time. <laughs> yeah, you have sleep paralysis just, often. Yeah, I just yeah. go back to sleep. Do like, you see things though? I've never seen anything. Yeah. I've never. I mean, I'll, I, it did freak me out the first couple yeah. of times. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what was going on, and after a while, I figured it out. And I was like, "Oh, here we go with this bullshit again." So yeah. I've I've had sleep paralysis <laughs> as well, but I've been able to get out of my sleep paralysis. 
once I realized that it was what it was, I could stop it, pause the dream, rewind the dream. Oh, that's wild. All that. Mm. See, I have to, I can't just get up from it. Like, I can't just, I've never just snapped out of it. Like, I just have to go back to sleep. Yeah. I, I would be like, like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Just be like, time out. No, that would be cool, yeah. That would be cool. The other- I just think it's interesting that y'all had the similar experiences, and I've never really heard of it in that sense. I mean, I've had, I've definitely had the the sense of evil, and um, I later found out there was, like, murders in that house, and I was picking up on it psychically. Oh, I've had... Um, beans that weren't dark but like there was like this bean it's like a made of like a peach colored light and then there was like a blue one that i saw before and uh they felt uh neutral or good but the only time i felt an evil presence i never saw anything uh except well yeah it was sort of not not like pure evil but sort of evil there was like a lady i saw a ghost in a hotel in new orleans Oh wow. We should, wow! we should take Nikki to one of those political rallies, and then see if she <laughs> no, feels pure evil no, here. No, or, no, she says. Yeah, no. Tell us who we're going to vote for now. Well, I'm a very sensitive soul, and I definitely sense things. I'm just saying they don't show up as like a shadow being like that per se. And so I'm really interested. You yeah. know, since you had similar experiences, now I want to. Okay, so Nikki, find out. so, can, so yeah. let, let me recommend a movie to you about the whole sleep paralysis uh, shadow people thing. Uh, the name of the movie is the nightmare and so to piggyback on on my story when that happened to me i didn't tell anybody about it and i repressed it in my own memory for like a year and then i was clicking around on netflix one day and i found that documentary and it was only after i watched that documentary that i realized holy shit this I'm not the only person that this has happened to. This happens to people all over the world, and it's been happening, you know, for hundreds, thousands of years. It's funny. Dave brought that story here, and I was like, uh, I, I've got one, too. And then just recently, Dustin was like, uh, I've got one, too. And it's it's just more and more, but we've got them. Mine's yeah. a lot lamer than yours, than you guys' is. We still have them, though, you know. I just laid there, and like, and it's happened so many times now, it don't even freak me out anymore. It's just yeah. like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. Is this still continuing for all of you? I have like only continuing had, thing? I have only had the one experience that I can recall. Um, I had okay. them continually every night until I got vaccinated for COVID. And once I got vaccinated, <laughs> I stopped having dreams. Yeah. Like I've not had And I started having I've dreams. I've not had a very vivid dream that I can remember. Before that, oh man, I could I could, like I said, I could pause them, I could stop them, I could rewind them. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have vivid dream recollection. Yeah. And then when I got vaccinated, it just all went away. It's so weird, man. I, I don't know why. I guess you need, to, you need to download the 5G in your brain <laughs> or something. <laughs> that's right. probably it, yeah. You didn't get your booster. No, I, it's, that's that's what it is. got to get my booster. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you got you to straighten that out, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so the government can give you those dreams back. Oh, man, I need them back. I, I miss them, though, because I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I, I had this dream and this dream. And Andrew would look at me like, are you crazy? And I'd be like, oh, no, I did this, this, and this. Well, you know, like and supposedly when you stop smoking weed, you get crazy intense that's, dreams. That's what I hear. I'm not When you to, stop? Yeah, when you stop smoking weed. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, I'm not willing to Like any that. kind of me drug either. withdrawal, though, I would think would do that. You know, it would mess with your, your serotonin levels. Nicotine, and, when, when that I... Would, 
I would think that'd be a bad one as well. I yeah. stopped smoking for a little while, and nicotine pouches gave me vivid, colorful dreams. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that happens to, like, older folks, you know? I'm talking who grew up with black and white TVs. Do they dream in color as well? Sure, because they saw things in color. Just makes me wonder. Yeah. It's just a thought for the night. Ponder it. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I, I definitely dream in color. I've heard people say people don't dream in color. I always do. Let me ask you. you know, let me ask you guys a question because so I'm a music teacher at a school, and um, this was new information to me. Uh, so most people never hear music in their dreams. Can you guys think of any dreams that you've had where you have heard music in the dream? All the time. Scott is shaking his head yes. Yes, yeah, I've been at concerts Dustin is shaking his head yes. Andrea? Especially if there's like a Bon Jovi song I'm hooked on. Because I I, I get into a loop of music sometimes. Like right now it's Love Bomb by Tiger Tales Mm -hmm. that I'm just all the time humming to myself. Yeah. All the time I'll wake up singing a song or something like that. Or I'll write a song. I can read in my dreams as well. Hmm, I can too. I've read that you can't read in your yeah. dreams, but I've done that too. Um, I know there's been times where uh, I'll have a song stuck in my head that I dreamed up. Yeah. And then be doing as much work and looking as I can to try to find that song, only to figure out it doesn't exist. That's yeah. awesome. That I made it up. So that you made it up. That's why I wish I could play guitar like you, Dave, because then <laughs> like you would just be able to pick up the guitar and record that thing real quick. And... Yeah, but I can't sing, so we're fucked. <laughs> we're both fucked. <laughs> Nick, so is... every, morning, every morning I wake up with a dream song. Really? And I tell my husband, so today my dream song was, it's like it'll be something I haven't heard forever, like The Doors five to one or something love that song. It's like, nice. and uh yeah every morning and you know speaking of reading in your dreams yeah. when i start to read i'll read a little bit and then the letters will just start falling mm-hmm. and i'll have to stop this is during so your dream during the dream i'm like trying to read sometimes it's like an important document too uh-huh. it's like in my mind i know that i have to hurry up and read it all and it just starts to like just like the letters just start raining down the page. They start melting. Wow. Can you touch or feel or smell anything in your dreams? Um, I don't recall actually ever smelling anything. I, uh, um, but there are de- plenty of dreams where I'm trying to move something or touch something and I can't. But then other times I can. It's, it's like I'm pushing through a door or a wall or something. And sometimes it's... I push it up against it. Mm-hmm. That's, it's kind of, it's never really too clear, like like an everyday type of thing. But I've pushed through a turnstile to be on a conveyor belt once, and it was very scary. Like, there was this lady who was going to, like, zap me with an electric wand, and yeah. that's all pretty crazy. I don't even know. That was just, like, a nightmare that was scarier than it sounds. I've had those dreams happened. before where I just remember how to fly. It's like I've always known. Oh, yeah. I like those. You know? Like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I, I have can, those I dreams. can do this. We've talked about this, Scott. I have flying dreams a lot. And for me, the interesting thing is like in my dream, I will have forgotten that I could fly. Yeah. And then I'm in my dream and I realize, oh, wait a minute. I can fly. It's like Peter Pan syndrome almost. But when I start flying, it's not like I'm flying like a bird. It's like I'm swimming through the air. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. I was about to say that. I say I remember. Oh yeah, I just start swimming in the air and okay. then float up. Yeah, that's okay. funny. That makes two of us then. 
Wow. I always jump. That's always my thing is I'll be yeah. jumping. And I'll be like, whoa, I can jump high. Let me see how much higher I can get. And then the higher I get, the the the, the more, the longer yeah. I can stay up there. And yeah. I don't have to do any of that. I just superman it. I just will myself up and go. So lucky, man. Super Scott. Oh. It takes me a while to fly from, from I'm place super to place. cool in my dreams, not so much in real life. <laughs> One time I, like, grabbed my brother. I said, watch this. And I held on to him and we jumped up. And so I've done that, too. And then the other time I was, like, flying in the house and I kept hitting myself on the ceiling. But those are fun dreams. And yes, I, they are. They're my favorite. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love those dreams. Um, have you ever had any uh, out-of-body experiences, Nikki? Yeah, I've had um I have had plenty of astral projection situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, is that something that you have learned to harness or is it more just kind of like a happy accident type thing? A little bit of both um because I haven't had a whole lot of training in that because I haven't really needed to pursue that really. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And we oh, lost no, no, no. her. Wait, she she might still be there. I hope. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Here, such an. <laughs> un- yes. Oh, there she's back. Okay. Uh-huh. I was like really deep in thought there for a minute. <laughs> still deep in thought. She's it still like. deep in thought. You're frozen. Yeah. Well, you're frozen on our screen, we'll, Nikki, but uh, we'll, we can still we'll hear get you. you. Yeah. Yeah, we you can, can still, still hear you. Hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Oh, there, oh, there, there she's there. back. Okay, we're good now. So um, this leads back to the concept of uh, lucid dreams mm-hmm. as well, which mm-hmm. um, I had one of those by a happy accident where I sort of traveled. Well, anyway, I came back down to like this really ornate bed and I knew I'd been dreaming and then the bed turned into my real bed. Mm-hmm. And then there was um, just several times it could be boring trying to talk about them where I contacted a friend or uh, my husband before we were together and we just kind of like flew, I went and got him off a balcony and we just kind of th- flew through the air and, wow. and you know those, stuff like that those are my favorite those are fun dreams that I yeah, have. yeah those are fun yeah. dreams right there so Nikki how can people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you okay well my website is tarotwithtatiara.com and then uh, I'm on my uh, link tree tarot with Tatiara has everything if you want to find out really what I'm on about, like blog, newsletter, other podcasts and things like that. But you can schedule your online tarot or past life reading. I do I Ching readings by email only. And that's. Um, Tell us how to spell uh, Tartia. How, how did you even say that word? <laughs> yeah. Can you spell so that for us, for our listeners? It's uh, it's tarot with T-A-T-I-A-R-A. Got it. Okay, cool. Awesome. I can't wait to check out your website. Nikki, thank you so much for coming and hanging with us tonight. Thanks for hanging yeah, with us. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was and great. Thank you all so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I, thanks for giving us a read. Yeah, thanks for the free read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I hope it helped you in some way, Andrea, and that you could maybe put that to use when you're writing. But um, we'll give um, it have a fun doing your homework and... <laughs> Write your journal. <laughs> I love it. I you love said it. a lot of stuff though, and I was like, "Oh, on the nosy, on the nosy." Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we gonna take All a quick right, break, well. boys? Yes, let's take a quick break. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. You too, Thanks. sister. Great to meet you. You we'll, too. Thanks. We'll be right back on the old seventy-seven. 
Hey guys, this is Dustin with the Old 77, and here is a valuable tip to help you live the good life. Did you know that the average American spends $170 a year on laundry? That's enough for a front row ticket to a pretty decent rock concert. If your apartment building has one of those coin-operated washer and dryers, here's a tip that can save you money. First off, find the model number for the machine in your building. This is usually located under the lid or behind the machine on the back of the control panel. Next, head on over to eBay and order a replacement key for this particular model. These keys usually cost around $15. Now, your laundry is 100% free for life. I'm Dustin Burcham, and this has been a helpful tip to help you live the good life. Ah. Welcome back to the old 77. It is a safe place. In an unsafe world. Swirl. 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 There we go. So, so unsafe. Yeah, man. So, um. We just had the psychic reading. That was a fun segment, guys. That was. That was a very fun segment. Andrea, how do you feel about that? You you texted me something during it. Do you want to share that? Sure. So okay. before she came on, yeah. I started to feel really weird. And then the next thing I knew, I looked over and she was there. And I felt lightheaded the whole time. Wow. You were like, hey. I know. I probably look like I'm completely stoned the entire time. <laughs> no, She's that's not. Me. That's, that's me. That's no. I uh, I really feel like it was an outer body experience. Because you guys, you two were both picking up on things that oh, I'm just man. like. I'm oblivious. I'm almost like that person that when you say, don't look at the color red, yeah. you see everything red. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. most people are that way to, that. to a certain extent. So did you feel um, like, so me and, yeah, the whole time, you know, early on oh. in the reading when she was talking about. Immediately you know, she picked up on art and creativity <clears throat> and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And she starts saying finances and I'm like, man. Right. The finances. I you... deal with that on a daily basis, but it's other people's money, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so my thought, my thought when she first started talking about the finances thing was honestly, my thought was, well, she's way off because, because I thought that you wanted to get something, you know, some kind of a message from your grandma. So at first I thought, well, she's way off, you know, but now it makes sense. But then when she said that, if this person is passed, then all the cards are about you. And I was like, Ooh, well then that, that totally, that last one made sense. And your art and creativity is going to be needed highly when that new studio is getting ready for us to move. <laughs> Maybe that's what this was all about. That is his baby. That's, that's my jam. That's yeah. his yeah. baby. I just provide the painting. <laughs> I got to shut the power off and pull some wires out first. Yeah. So. Have you done anything new in the? In no, the, no, in the not yet. Yeah. Not yet. So for no. the folks that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, we are soon going to move into a <laughs> permanent full-time old 77 studio. Uh, which will be, I mean, it's an undisclosed location. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, Congress, uh, you know, whenever people riot. Deep know, underground. They go to deep. undisclosed so locations. So deep. But, uh, and then I get my craft room back. Yeah, she gets this studio back. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Which, th- it still is, is craftsy as fuck, I will just say. Because, we, first of all, we have a lot of painting, a lot of oh, paintings yeah, there's, right there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. So, of... I mean, you know, uh, we... Can you really see those on camera, nope, though? No, no, that's, that's, that's true. You did that. You I mean, say that part out loud. You did that Justin. on purpose. There oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Look at those, man. Those are beautiful. So yeah, yeah, beautiful. Um, have any of your kids? Oops, sorry. Pa- have you passed on the art- artistic 
the love of art to 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 Katie or John? I think both of our kids like art. They, they both like love it on their it. terms, like which to, is like, like five to, seconds. And Jonah then wants done. to learn how to make videos and stuff too. Like like yeah. be like a YouTuber. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he would love to be an influencer. Yeah, every, that's like fucking eighty percent of kids these Excuse days want to be influencers. Everybody wants to be an influencer now. See, yeah. when I was a kid, we all drew our own comic books. That's the YouTube is that. See, but for I, this generation, I did that for Jonah when he was young. I would take him pages and then I would like draw out panels. Here you go, son, and it'd be like. 30 pages of different panels, you know, and he yeah. would draw comic books and stuff. Nice. And love then, every yeah, second Yeah, and then it. I taught him to go back and then ink it in and then go back and do this. And yeah. He never did any of that, but he still loved to do it. <laughs> yeah. Jack and Clay have really gotten into drawing lately, and I love it. I love, to, I love to see him be creative as opposed to fucking watching YouTube videos. You know, I had a friend growing up. His mom wouldn't buy him and his sisters. Like, they, she wouldn't buy them coloring books or anything. You would draw it, and then you would color it in. You yeah. Know? That's just how it was. Yeah. And so they'd get crayons and stuff, but then they'd have to draw it and do it all. And, like, as a kid, it sucked. But now, as an adult, I, I'm totally for it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I totally get it. I hope that my kids pick up on the mu- on the, on the the love of music thing, you know? But as soon as you, like, try to push it on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it. don't have the expectation because then you won't be let down. Right, right. I feel sorry for those dads who are like, oh, I love the, the Chiefs. My kids are going to love the Chiefs and sports. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny you say that. And then they get me. My know? coworker, <laughs> they're like diehard Packer fans, and yeah. the little boy played flag football, and they were the Kansas City Chiefs, and he hated having any of the Kansas City stuff on. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's six years old. <laughs> He shouldn't care. Yeah. He should but he, not but care. he did. But he right. did care. He did. Here's the funny thing about me, Scott, was like when I was a kid, I was the same as you as far as like I didn't give a shit about any sports. Well, that's not true because I was a Michael Jordan fan. Well, I but mean, like, I played Little League, but only because yeah. like I signed up for it and then my mom wouldn't let me sign it. Like, nope, I, you ain't backing out. And I was like, oh, shit. But like I didn't really become like a diehard Cardinals fan until like I was in my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. And I even became like. I even kind of got in on the broadcast side of it, too, Mm because the station I was at in Illinois was the nighttime flagship for the Cardinals for years. Mm -hmm. Um, John Mazalak came to us. Yeah. My boss turned him away because he thought it was the Springfield, Illinois Cardinals. He's like, oh, we don't don't need no minor league team. And my, my, my program director was coming out of John at the time, and he was like, is was that was that who was that was that John Mazalak? And my boss was like, oh, I don't know who that guy was. Hey, I have some a... dude who wants us to air Springfield Cardinals, and he was like, that's not you. You go get him back right now. I have a funny, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I have a funny John Mazalak story. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so my dad used to be in radio, and he was a TV guy for a while. John Rooney, who is the play-by-play guy for the oh, Cardinals. Yeah. Him and my daddy, uh, him and my daddy, him and my dad are buddies. Daddy. I know, oh. right? I've literally never called my dad Someone's daddy ever. Someone's <laughs> so, so my dad knows my dad knows John. Yeah, and so uh, like when he goes to games, he he goes up in the booth sometimes. Yeah, and so <clears throat> John's an all right dude. So here's my dad's uh, John Mazalock story. Um. Mentioned it to Mo in Milwaukee Wednesday, and he shot. Oh wait, no. So, so my dad was predicting that they were going to retire Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. Oh, this is a recent numbers. story. Yeah, this is just oh. from the other day. Oh, okay, all right. So he, so my dad ra- ran into Mo like in the pisser, and <laughs> and so in, he in the pisser. So he mentioned it to Mo that they that he might you know retire 
or you know that he thinks that they were going to retire his number. He says, "I mentioned it to Mo in Milwaukee Wednesday, and he shot me a sly grin, but said, "How the hell did you get in the press box bathroom?" I smiled back and said, "I heard this is where all the pricks hang out." <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> I thought that was funny. My other funny story, funny dad story, is. We were at, we were at Game Four of the World Series when the Red Sox broke the curse. Yeah, that was at Bush Stadium, the old Bush Stadium, and of course they hadn't won the World Series in like eighty six years. And so after the game, all these you know Bostonians are all celebrating, and this this dude comes walking by with like a newborn baby in his arms. My dad at the game at the game, <laughs> Jesus, and well not like you know that's hard a very baby. young yeah, baby like right, the baby right. looked like this it was maybe a, right. maybe a month <laughs> that's what i'm getting at the baby was maybe a month old my dad looked looked at the guy and said she'll be 90 before they win another one oh <laughs> god <laughs> fuck man yeah. uh, this so. is the sacrificial lamb yeah, yeah, we yeah. brought to break the curse yeah but now that the cardinals are out i don't i'm I'm not going to pay attention to sports. Until... Do you care less? Yeah. So do you sport during any other season or just, just baseball? I mean, you know, like I root for the team that I work with at our place of work because I've been working with oh, them yeah. for like well, I mean, six if you work with seasons a, yeah. now, you know. So you of course, work like, with a team. I root for them and like yeah. I root for the Mizzou because I'm from Missouri. But like, right. no, I don't, I don't, I don't get I mean, see, too deep into football. Or do like... you root for the Illini? I mean, I don't. I mean, I know. you know, I say I root for them, but, like, honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know. To be fair, though, I do hear all our teams at school or at, at work. At the place we At work the schools. At. Uh, they play a lot of Western Illinois. I mean, they play all the time. And I'm always like, go Leathernecks. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went to maybe one or two games when I was in college. Yeah. yeah. You're a Western grad. Yeah. So, Jeff City, when, when uh, you know, in the 90s, Jeff City's uh, – the high school, the Jays, mm-hmm. their football team was like one of the best in the whole. A couple of those country. dudes didn't they make it pro? Yeah, I grad. Well, uh, Justin Gage is one uh-huh. of them that I went to high school with. I heard that he name. Played for the Bears and he played for the Titans. He also played basketball too. Justin Smith, who was a uh, who was uh, um, a Pro Bowler, played for the Bengals. I went to school with him too. Yeah. So we had we had. There's two that I can think of. Did you ever hang with those dudes? Uh, Justin Smith was a douchebag the little bit that I was around him. <laughs> Justin Gage was cool, man. Like, I had ceramics with him, and he, him and me were like the two class ca- clowns. We were oh, always cool. We were always clowning. Like, yeah. Gage, Gage was awesome. Anybody that went to school with him will tell you he's awesome. I think the closest uh, to famous from our hometown is Matt Hughes. Uh-huh. Uh, not now. Not now. We've got Reed Detmers. Oh, I forgot about that dude. He plays for dude. the Angels. Yeah. I forgot He's like about having that dude. a killer year. He's what's, doing really well, yeah. What's his name? Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers. He plays for the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah. His, I forgot about that Detmers kid, yeah. Yeah, his dad and his mom went to I went sc- high school. I, yeah, I went to school with his mom. Okay, here he is. Who, yeah. Rachel? Erica. So, Erica. I'm going to pull up his stats, see how, see how good he is, actually. So what is it about baseball I'm missing? Because I like football because <laughs> when the game's over, the game's over. We're not going to watch the same game. I hate the pace. Eight, nine more of baseball. Times. You mean? Oh God, I hate. Yeah, the no, pace I totally like. I totally understand why people don't like baseball. Like it is. It can be boring sometimes, especially when you got a pitcher that takes forever between pitches. Yeah. Like I totally get that. Um, I guess for me, I like it because it's it's more of like a chess game. Like there's a lot of things going on that most people don't 
even notice. Like it's like the game within the game. I don't know that that all that stuff to me is very interesting. I'm missing out, I guess. Cause yeah, I, don't I just see like that. to watch the people. Yeah, and and what's the deal with a lot of the older guys? I mean, I, thank God they do it because we wouldn't have a job. But why do they prefer the radio over over watching it on TV? Like a lot of the older dudes, and I'm talking old, older guys. Yeah, like, well, that's probably you know. just because that was because that's they were how they watch Ty Cobb. That's how, yeah. <laughs> you know, right, you're, but I'll you're say, probably onto something there. I and will they dream say this, in black man. and white. Like but. I do like like when I'm talking about the Cardinals. Like I like the radio people better than I like the TV people. I, I don't like the TV people. Yeah. I will give you that. But that but, could just be where I work. Too. But as you know, from where we work. Mm-hmm. TV is usually like about 15 seconds behind mm-hmm. the radio, so you really can't sync the two of them. Like the ideal situation for me would be to watch the game with yeah. the radio feed in my ears, but you can't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is on. What causes that? That's because that's because of Janet Jackson's nipple satellites, though, right? Yes and no. Oh, and the broadcast delay. A lot yeah. of them uh, since Janet Jackson did the whole halftime nipple gate. Her injustice. They yeah. So when so, so the answer to a titty on TV was delay radio. More? They delayed radio because of it. <laughs> right. You that's, laugh, but that's exactly what the FCC wow, did. Wow, that's retarded. That's your government at work, right there, my friends. Mm-hmm. I uh, I went through so much FCC training and bullshit required classes i mean there was nothing really that we had to do but my boss recommended yeah you know and it was all because there was a nipple out i'm in audio what the hell i know know, i'm in audio but yeah my boss uh, at the time he had to completely redo uh the entire audio chain we installed delays uh now where we work if we do any kind of call-in show we have an eight second delay on all of it you got nothing coming through yeah. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties on the old 77. No, all good here, man. I got everything Can you turned out. My yeah. music play. I cannot. Well, there you go. Damn I it, can, Dustin. Something's wrong. <laughs> We've cut you off, brother. That's okay. You're out of here. <laughs> Come in. Oh. Dustin's shitty computer. Uh, so, other than all of that, I heard it earlier, but other than all of that, how would you say overall your, your reading went? I'm gonna have to watch it back because yeah. I seriously had like had an outer body. Like you don't even experience. okay. It's just I'm. Bleh. See, yeah. I was feeling that you weren't into it and that you no. were being nice because she was my guest. Like I didn't have any clue to that. Like, no, I. I that's what I felt like at first, but then I could tell as it progressed. Up. Yeah, I could yeah. tell that you were. I was definitely yeah. getting a something's up like vibe. I just, that was. That's just why what I was I looking at you like. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Plus, then I remembered the cameras were on me, and oh, I clammed it. up. So, you know, she needed it. to be able to see you. So, well, yeah, I, that's we we, we yeah. That. So, um, I definitely uh, because I feel like I'm pretty good at reading. You seeing people. stuff. What are you seeing now? What'd you see? That's fine. No. Okay. All right. Be careful because those lights trick me all the time. Oh yeah. I always oh, yeah. the lights the lights will get you. I always but think somebody's also walking in, in here. In, I thought in, it was Sophia running by. But also Probably. in this place, you can see stuff. You can see stuff. You see stuff. They got me three or four time. times during the interview where I thought somebody was walking in and yeah. it was the lights. Yeah. I keep expecting Biscuit to walk in. Yeah. yeah you never know, yeah. man. Biscuit, I guess, has a sick kid, man. So he got sad. two sick kids. Two from the sick way kids. it sounded. Yeah. One so. puking and one something else. I think running a fever. We miss you, buddy. Yeah, man. Well, we, I tell you, man, it's uh, we the ever responsibility, confirm, right? 
we ever confirm what he had to take off during after hours for? Not that I know of. <laughs> no, we never did. I never pressed him on the issue. Uh, but well, but I'll you ask You know what? Him. Yeah. Good for him. That's hey, all I'm saying. As long yeah. as everybody's okay, him. that's all I care about. Safe to assume he was just getting some. That's like, the oh, hope, yeah. Screw so. you guys. Yeah, absolutely. He probably, well, the last time he, he took off like that. The last time he took off like that, I think he did get a tit pick or something. Yeah, yeah. And promise of some backdoor action. And he was like, I love you, but I got to go. <laughs> got to go, bro. I was like, oh, okay, man. All right. Good for you, brother. I respect the shit out yeah. of him. We have yeah. found his kryptonite. <laughs> absolutely. It's his wife. Shocker. Who knew? <laughs> right. He married her. Good for him. Good for him, man. Good for him that it's his wife. Uh, Good thing it's not like, you know, the chick at the gym or something. Not this time. If everybody's good with it, good for him then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous. Like, I want to be the next person that gets a psychic reading because you've gotten one. You've gotten one. Oh, poor Dave over here. You should have jumped in. I, you, you know, I th- I thought about that, but then I was like, no, I want to respect her time, and it was very nice of her to give us one, and mm-hmm. so I decided yeah. against it. I did have that thought, but I was like, eh, you know. You could have totally stole the thunder. I thought about having her okay. read this show too. Yeah, like the future of the show, and see how that would go. <laughs> what if she was You're like, gonna go? I know, on, she was like, you guys are it, fucked. Like, uh, Pull the plug now. So you You're gonna really go on a very read? boring <laughs> radio <laughs> station where you'll be the only good thing, and then. They're going to want Maybe. more out of you than you're willing to get. I still got to talk about that. Yeah. Hey, we should thank our Patreon subscribers, right? We, we should. Done Why that not, yet today. dude? Why not? <laughs> um, Why don't you play us a little... Yeah, a little, little something, something. Why don't you play us a little dirge, matey? So, sp- speak of the devil. I started devil. cutting out there. I didn't know what that was all about. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Let's thank our good buddy, Biscuit Strange. Oh, what up, Biscuit? Uh, the homie Dub IZ. What's up, Dub? Fam over Chess Team Records. Our good friends at In the Groove Records, Jamie Rector. What's up, Jamie and Ben? Uh, ben Connolly, friend of the show as well. Uh, yeah. The Jefferson City Paranormal Society. Yes, yeah, and our good friend JT at the Paranormal Sun. Auckland, New Zealand. That's Look right. at you, man. You don't even need me. I almost didn't remember JT, but I got it. <laughs> shouldn't have said that out loud. You, should, you probably shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have told that. I'm proud of myself. Not saying a word. <laughs> I don't care. Old <laughs> yeah, Dave, shut the fuck up <laughs> on the old 77. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll be back after All right. this. Big thanks to Andrea for hanging out. Yeah. You're welcome. We love hey, you. We love you, Well, now I feel bad, though, because I you know, should have not been the guinea pig and let Dave be the big Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. It's all love. Too late now. I'll get a reading. Maybe we can get another psychic on. I know someone with uh, raccoon jaws. What's Miss Cleo doing these days? Just saying. She's dead. Is she? Yeah. Fuck. Bet she didn't see that coming. <laughs> on the <laughs> old 77. Or me. And now the old 77 Radio Theater presents Tony Simplitano, the world's dumbest mafioso. Today, Tony and his bodyguard, Vinny, have been tasked with getting dinner for the boss. We join the two on the way to the grocery store. Hey, yo, Vinny, this is a pretty important mission here that the boss got us doing today. You know, a man's got to eat, right? Oh, hey, check out that billboard. Hey, I think that's where we want to go. Lester's Adult Superstore. Yeah, that's the place. Ah, uh, Vinny, come on. Now it's an adult superstore. You know, it's like a supermarket, but for adults. There's not a lot of kids running around. You know, it's convenient. Pull on in. Tony and Vinny park and enter the store. Ah, uh, yo, Vinny, will you get a load of this place? 
We must be in like Dutchtown or something here, because you know, look at all these sausages. Well, that's just rude. Alright, let's take a look at the shopping list here. See, you want spaghetti for dinner? Yeah, we can make that happen. Let's see, what do we got around here? Ah, here we go. The limp noodle. Ah, you see, I get it. It's pasta, but it's already cooked, you know? You don't gotta boil it. And, uh, mess with all the water inside. <laughs> let's see, what else we got going on here? We got some man sauce. Oh, I get it. You know what it is? It's spaghetti sauce, but you know it's for men. You know, women can't handle it. Too spicy. Hey, look, Vinny, they even got videotapes. Let's see what we got here. Taste my big meatball. Ah, it's a cooking tape. You know, shows you how to make uh, meatballs. The big kind. I've had the boss's wife's spaghetti before, and you know, those meatballs can get pretty small, you know. She might learn a thing or two about cooking. You're gonna be grateful. Well, Benny, I'd say this is our mission accomplished here. Let's go uh, head out to the checkout line. Welcome. Oh, boy, Benny, we really outdid ourselves this time. These must be some really high-end products and stuff, you know, like gourmet. Boy, I tell you, I sure can't wait to see the look on the boss's face when he opens his bag. Tony and Benny return to the boss's office. Hey, boss, get a load of this. I bet you can't wait to get some of this in your stomach. Hey, yo, Vinny, look here. What did I tell you? He's beside himself. He's so happy. Hey, boss, anytime you need something, you come to me, all right? Ah, boss, don't worry. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this home to your wife. She'll know what to do. Wow, Vinny, I tell you, the boss sure was happy. I bet he makes us like one of them captains or something. You know what we ought to do? We ought to go back to that store and get him some dessert as a surprise. I think I saw, like, a bananas in the Cool Whip in there. Welcome back. To the old 77. Whoa, 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 Dave, Dave. What? There we go. Give me it to begin. It's a safe place. In an unsafe world. <laughs> wow, where'd the music go, man? I I potted it Pulling down. Pulling it down <laughs> with the old 77. Here, you want right, right on, man. Yeah, I was just, I was digging it. I was like, man. This one is pretty chill. Yeah. Where did yeah. that where that track go? I like it. Um it has very good cooldown vibes. You like the uh, I like the guitar, the smooth guitar, man. Right? Absolutely. I was fixing to pot it down. That's why I asked. Yeah, I was a little fast. Killing fast over me. here, man. I know. I it's was. All right. I was too worried about playing some cooling it down. Ah, uh, don't worry about that. Seventy-seven. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, mm-hmm. any hoos? Any hoodles? Any hoodles? Um. Next time we have a psychic on the show. Yes. It, you're, you will it's be. Me. It's, it's you. I'm your fucking turn. staking my right. claim right now. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Have that, you, that ha, has she fair. ever read you, Dustin? No, she's never read me. Yeah? Hmm. I interviewed her on uh, one of my older podcasts. Yeah, she was before. a good interview. I will she say was that. Great. Yeah. She oh, was yeah. great. I knew she'd be a good interview. I didn't Whoa. know. Yeah. She was smart, too. But She knows her shit. Are we yeah. not recording? <laughs> no, we're recording. I just... <laughs> my headphones just died. For reals? Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there. You're still coming through loud and clear. Okay, well, man, my stuff just went 
dead. Oh, no. I don't know uh, what's going on. Technical difficulties. Nah, on it's not technical. Set. I don't. I don't know what that was all about. Are you back now? No, I'm back. I'm okay, all good now. Good, because that's a nice looking headset. I would be really sad if something bad happened. Hope no, you got a warranty on that. Thing. No, it's Your not ears. that. I don't. I don't know what's going on, man. Technical just, just, on the old just giving it a little jiggly jiggles, on you the know. Old Jiggle jiggles here on the old seventy-seven. So I got something to share with you guys <sighs> here. Um, what do you got, man? Wait, no, that's not the one. No. Yes. No. no. So you guys know I like to play the guitar. Oh, we've heard. I, I've heard. But I'm not one of those guys that like can play behind his back or like. Oh, you can't Stevie Ray Vaughan it. Play, I can't King. like play with my uh. teeth, you know, like Hendrix used to do. But I think I the could... ladies love that, Dave. I know, I know. I'm I'm working on it, Scott. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so, but this this is a trick that I think that maybe with enough training I could pull off. This this guy in Idaho balances a guitar on his chin for one hour and thirty five minutes. Hmm. He's really, got, he's got an acoustic guitar. Which smart on him because if that were an electric guitar, that would be a much more difficult task. Oh yeah, I'm assuming he's probably using a Martin because Martins have a flat. The headstock on a Martin is flat. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, fuck, that that's something that maybe maybe with enough training I could learn how to do it. You guys want to watch the video? Yeah, man. Okay, Let's take a look. On. I'm sure it's going to probably play a commercial first, so I'll, I'll turn the volume down. Oh, there he goes. Turn them up. I've held the record for longest duration balancing a guitar on the chin before. I walked, you know, like three miles around the track. It fell off, and I was like, I can go longer than an hour and eight minutes. So I did it again for an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> and it was so painful, I took it off. And I was like, man, I just went an hour and 12 minutes to extend it by four more minutes. Because the previous record at that point was an hour. And so the hour and eight minutes would have broken it. Hour. And 12 was four more. So I was like, man, I just spent a, a long time to extend it four more minutes. <clears throat> you guys think this guy's married? No. no. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no. And then somebody else we broke like, the no. record like an hour and 13 okay. minutes and 25 seconds. So basically what's – 45 seconds. I want to see it, man. I don't I don't need to hear it. There you it know, oh, there we like, go. There we go. There we go. See, I almost did this once, but then I got pussy. So he – <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. So he did this for like an hour long? Uh, an hour and 25 minutes, I think it said. Look at him. He's know, even got his arms crossed. That would be like impressive if he was getting head while he was doing it. Uh, well, I think the well, I'm just saying you can't see what's going on below his that's waist good right point, now. So man. how do you know that's not what's happening? Um, hey, oh, hey, oh, that's hey. the fuel. If there's anything that's going to motivate me to fucking to do that, to do, to have a guitar right? balance on my chin for an hour and a half, it's not that. Me, I'd throw that motherfucker down. And be like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guitar. I don't even care if I break it. By the way, that's an Alvarez guitar that he. That's is, a nice guitar. I like those. Is, uh, yeah, I enjoy an Alvarez, man. I, I have what, owned an Alvarez. One of my favorites is the Takamini. Takamini makes I a good guitar. I love Takamini guitars. Garth Brooks plays a Takamini. Yep. Uh, uh, I love their <coughs> knockoffs. Their Jasmines. Uh huh. I've got a couple of them sitting over here on the wall. They yes. sound amazing, and they are affordably priced. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. No, actually, just saying. As far as bang for your buck, if mm. you want to get a guitar that's not a you know a fucking thousand dollars. 
Takamine is a good one for you. Get yeah. a lot of bang for your buck, especially with those little oh, jazz. Those jazz guitars, ones are man. amazing. Yeah, man. they make a good first guitar. The one I want though is the uh, the Gibson Hummingbird. I want a yeah. Hummingbird a, Artist Electric Edition. It's a classic, man. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a classic. Mm. Let me see if I can find an image. This of that fucking guy here. with his his little peace sign going on. Hey. Oh, oh. Yeah. This fucking guy. We gave up on Johnny Balance guitar on Chin because you know. <laughs> Let's check out the the Gibson Hummingbird. This is a classic. Oh, uh, go for the artist edition though. That's I, that's that's where it's at, man. Dave, I did send you a video on Facebook. I think you guys would be interested in looking at. Which video was it? There it is. The artist edition, yeah, right there, that second one down the, with the sunburst. Uh, it's like a tobacco burst almost. It's, it right is, there. but it's a different. It's like they call that like a honey sunburst. I yeah. think is what they call. I that love one. that. Yeah, it's a beautiful that's, that's, guitar. That's a beautiful guitar. I've ah. played that guitar several times. Every time I, go, every time I go to the guitar center, I go into the acoustic room and I grab that mug right there, <laughs> and I sit down and I bang out every tune that I know. Do you go to the guitar center? Isn't there still one in the St. Louis area? Yeah, I go to the Crestwood. I've been to yeah. Crestwood several times. That's where I ran into Mike Zito a couple of times. Uh, he used to work there. He's a big guy. It does a lot of blues now. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I used to buy, uh, all my stuff. I used to buy strings off Mike Zito and now I'm, I'm here and he's, you know, traveling. He's a traveling musician now. Mike's amazing. I'm going gonna... to watch him down on the, uh, on the riverfront, down on the landing. Nice, uh, man. So this is the guitar that I have. I'm going to try to find it. Uh, none of these images quite look like mine. But I'm a Taylor guy. Yeah. Taylor is my favorite brand. I'm trying to find one that, uh, yeah, this one's pretty close right here. Well, I've seen a, several of them up there that look like yours. It's Hawaiian Koa, man. That's, yeah. that's my favorite wood. Oh, yeah. Because, number one, it's, it's fucking beautiful to look at. Look at that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of similar to Walnut. Um, I think my favorite wood is uh, almost uh, extinct. What is it? Is it rosewood? rosewood? I love the rosewood. Well, Brazilian rosewood. rosewood. Yeah. Going extinct? Yeah. Brazilian rosewood is, there's literally uh, a limit on how much of that they can import. I don't so even it's know funny. what the current It's funny, right? Are. So I, uh, I, I'm a, I, I guess it's a guitar luthi. It's a person who builds guitars. Luthier. The luthier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a, a, a website called Stuart McDonald. Yeah, I Stumac. love Stumac. Stumac, yeah. And uh, a couple of years ago, they got raided. Because apparently whatever wood selection that they bought, they bought it thinking it was all above board, but it was illegal. And they got raided and the government took some of their oh, wood. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right? Uh, that, that's the number one you know, determinant in the cost of a guitar. Right. The they even came out and was like, sorry, we didn't know, you know. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, that would suck. So what's causing that? Is it just deforestation in general? I, I'm sure. Uh, in the case of Hawaiian Koa, which is what, what my favorite guitar that i have is made out of that is a wood that only grows in hawaii mm-hmm. and it only grows at elevations above like five thousand feet yeah i think that's the same with brazilian rosewood too they have to grow it like on a mountain kind of like coffee uh-huh. see i think if you're gonna do that and you're you know? gonna own that guitar you should have to climb the mountain yourself <laughs> you know what i would have and go on the journey i would have to, to get that guitar I've take been... a lesson from like a master guitar right right eventually you know i managed to save up enough money to get one of my own i didn't buy it brand new i bought it pre-owned but the thing about really nice guitars like a taylor is that they increase in value over time oh, yeah. oh look at the price on that thing dude yeah, that's it's an three grand guitar. yeah what's the one on mine i'm I 
didn't curious. pay. I didn't pay three grand for mine, but I could sell mine for over three grand. Just just out of curiosity, what's the one that I uh, I, I talked about? The Hummingbird. Yeah, the Hummingbird Artist Electric Edition. Let's just check it out here on eBay. Just yeah, let's let's checking out shit on ebay <laughs> on the old seven to seven. this is what you tune in for folks oh, i'm telling you we know it oh not that why is there oh there? that teacup right there that's all we need to see there you go so about 3500 this is it right here yeah th- between 20 but between two and three and a half grand as long as they're gibsons and not epiphones yeah to yeah. be fair i mean they both sound good yeah but man for me oh the tone mm-hmm. it's all in the tone on this thing i love this guitar why yeah. not start with an epiphone and then buy gibson parts as you go and just to, like one piece at a time it yeah yeah Sure, why not? I mean, you I've got a Fender Stratocaster that my dad, a Fender Stratocaster that my dad built from scratch. You know, for for yeah. an electric, yes. For an acoustic, no. Yeah, it's a little harder to. It's do. It's harder to acoustic. do on an acoustic. Yeah, yeah, but you can like you know, you were talking about Stumac. You can, oh, Stumac. You can buy necks and, and bodies. Stum- well, and, Stumac provides kits now. Yeah, you can. Uh, I Isn't think that how you, where you got your ukulele kit from? Or no? Uh, no, but I want to get one for like 120 bucks. You can get a ukulele kit that's actually worth a damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they also have. I think it's one twenty, one fifty something. It's it's under two hundred dollars. I think you can get an electric guitar, like the pick guard and everything. All the uh, all the all the electronics are already assembled for you. All you yeah. have to do is install the the pick guard. But you can build your guitar from scratch without any kind of knowledge. You know what I like would, in a weekend you can put the thing together. What I would really love to do because I have a Strat, an American made Strat, so it's right. it's nice. I would love it's just it's tobacco sunburst to finish. Kind of like that right there. Similar, the little, yeah. Um, little tobacco sunburst. Right I there. would love to find somebody that could paint some super like psychedelic <laughs> shit on it for me, like something you know, Marijuana. something colorful, something uh, very artsy. Because I get t- I'm tired of the tobacco sunburst. So you want something that changes all the time? Um, I don't know about that. Like there's there's a guitar there's a guitar that uh, that Hendrix owned. Back in the day, that that had a super psychedelic finish. That's kind of like, what, what, like that pearl sheen one that he had. Uh, no, this one I think was a strap, but he had it paint. It was painted uh, with very psychedelic colors. Ah, uh, here I think is that it. Yeah. For here. me, the one I love is the Flying V. Man, give me a Flying V. I'll rock that thing all day. Like some shit like that. I think that's dope. So you like the Stratocaster look. Well, I'm not even specifically talking about the Strat in this case. I'm just talking about I think the paint job is dope. Okay, so when we talk guitar bodies, Strat, Fender, Gibson, mm-hmm. what's your what's your jam? Uh, I'm a Strat guy, and that's not for any reason in particular other than that was like basically like the first electric guitar that I owned. So I'm just used to it at this point. Okay, um, I've played Les Pauls too. Yeah, because like you know that's those are like the big two, the like the cutout, the double cutout. <laughs> Uh well, Les Paul doesn't have a double cutout. Um, like well, a, that's what I'm getting at. You can get like signature G's, yeah, uh, from uh, Gibson with the double cutout, kind of sure. like Angus Young plays. Oh, you're talking about an SG? Yeah, yeah. Is an that SG. an SG? Yeah, yeah Gibson I'm SG. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Robbie Krieger from the Doors played an SG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, I've played, uh, I've played Les Pauls before and actually it probably would make more sense for me to play Les Paul cause I have small hands right? and the, uh, the necks on Les Pauls oh. are shorter than the necks on a strap. So there you go. Um, 
My play. dad played a Les Paul for a little bit, and he went back to Stratocaster. Really? Yeah. Uh, you I know. love the Les Paul feel, though. Like, my, my guitar is over here. My mm-hmm. uh, my newer one, which is the uh, the, the straight wood feel yeah. over here. Uh-huh. Uh, if I can, let me see here. There we go. You can see it behind Dustin here, kind of right yeah. off to the side there. <laughs> but that first one there, that's uh, the, the neck on that one is so thin and so smooth. And the the feel on it is just right, man. Yeah, you know, it's just, just feels, it's just right. Feels good in your yeah, hands. Yeah, it feels good in my hand. Um, it's been a while since I played that baby. But is, is that know. the one Dave played on here? Oh yeah, yeah. Dave's played them both. Um, I started off with my black one over here. That's the electric one. It's a Takamini cutout. Uh, it's not a Takamini, I should say. It's Jasmine cutout. It's the first uh, acoustic guitar I bought. I walked in, paid three hundred and fifty dollars on my credit card. It was like charge it. Yeah. I loved it. That was probably ninety seven, probably ninety seven ish. Rolled in there, charged that bitch, and then I've played that thing forever. Like I rolled around with no case. I mean the bracings are all broke on it. I can't get my fingers to do the moves. Yeah. Like it's a lot easier on bass. My hands are are much more bassy, natural. You have kind of big hands. I don't know. I've yeah. got these little short. Nubbies. I've been told that that has nothing to do with it. Our hands are about the same mm-hmm. size. Yeah, and mine are yeah. way smaller. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but you got you, you look at your fingers compared to ours though. Look at finger size. I have like, see, I have four. Like sausage links, yeah, you know, right here. Minor, minor. Your thin. fingers look like slender little things. I'm all yeah. sausagey. Well, Hendrix had huge hands, you know. Yeah, he, my dad's got big hands, and he's a hell of a blues guitar. Stevie Ray had huge hands. Mm-hmm. They both used their thumb to fret. The but top, you know, there's the a di- yeah. I would say there's a difference. If you have huge hands, though, but you can just go to town, you know what you're doing. Yeah, Stevie Ray was amazing, dude. I'd love to be able to play guitar. I mean, I like bass because basically when I first picked it up, I just played it. Mm-hmm. And there were, I mean, that's oh. that guy, Mike Zito, I was talking about. He can just just go to town. I mean, I'm not good enough to where I could show anybody, but I'm good enough to where I know I like to sing when I play. And I like to Gene Simmons it where I may not play the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. I might just hit parts of it or something during the solo. I'll just stop after the good parts. Yeah, it's a little easier to sing when you're playing the bass. I can do any Misfit song in an hour. Yeah, I can learn any Misfit song on the bass. I've learned that uh, uh, what's his name? I guess Doyle uh, von Frankenstein is uh, is probably <laughs> like because my favorite song to play on bass is "Some Kind of Hate" by Misfits. Uh-huh. Yeah, just because the guitar and the bass are so similar, and mm-hmm. you get to do the whole solo. Yeah, and. I love that. So somebody pointed it out to me. I think my ex-girlfriend had seen me play it a few times. And she's like, why is it when you get to that one part of the song, you think you got to hold it up? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, And I was like, I, I really don't know. I never realized I did that before. But sure enough, like when uh, when Danzig's like, I say, well, go. And then you go. You go from dunna dunna to bun- I don't even know the chords. I just know what, what you go from know where to go. I know where my finger goes. You know where to go. So then, like, okay, that's all you really need. Go. That's all you need. I like playing the bass too. It's fun to be able to make people's bodies shake. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's 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 power in playing the I bass. Love I love playing like. my fretless bass. Oh, yeah. I'm playing, I love playing your fretless bass, too. That's a nice sounding bass, it right? Is, yeah. I'm is. playing for an audience of one, so when certain yeah. parts of the song really start to get that underlying, I, 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 when I start hearing my bass yeah. and it's doing the things it's supposed to do. And you start feeling it and it's moving. That's why yeah. I like Misfit songs, because they're yeah. easy for me to learn and then... Within a couple of days, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just playing. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is really, really good for, for you know, most of that shit is pretty simple and straightforward. And it's punk rock, you know? so yeah. if I fuck up, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You meant to fuck <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Like, punk rock, they fuck up all the time. I you always tell people, like, fuck up, he says. That's part of being a mu- musician is, is, because everybody fucks up from time to time. Like, the important thing is, like, being able to make it look like you did it on purpose, you know, like being graceful when you fuck up. So everybody fucks up, man. No, agreed. Yeah. You know, and the thing about the guitar is if you, or, or the bass, Pinkies up. <clears throat> is if you hit a bad note, <clears throat> chances are you can just move one fret lower or move one fret higher and you'll be all right. So if you hit a note and it sounds like shit, just slide, I've noticed that. slide that baby up one fret higher and you'd probably be And right. my dad's got a word for the thing I do because my dad makes fun of me all the time like when I'm trying to play with him because he'll be playing and I'll start like, and I'll start going, then I'll just start going. <laughs> and then when I find it. Just yeah. walking around. Then yeah. when I find it, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. When I find the key, yeah. then... The funny thing is, is like when I'm giving lessons to people, I'm filling out like chord charts and I'm filling out tablature and I will be, I, I will have filled out this chord chart a billion times or, or written down the tablature for this song a billion times. But, in, but until I actually have the guitar in my hand and start playing it, my brain doesn't remember what the fuck I need to write down. Like yeah. I have to have the guitar in my hand and then, I it, and then it comes back to me. Yeah. I mean, there's certain songs that I have tabbed out a hundred times like you know happy birthday shit like that that right. i give that i give like to new students all the time but other than that like i have to pick my instrument up and then remember like okay okay i use this finger to press to press down so on. for you is guitar theory a thing like everyone worries that you know for me at least starting to learn it was like oh i gotta learn guitar theory and then i got uh-huh. into guitar theory it was like i don't fucking understand this is that something that you absolutely have to learn just depends on what your goals are if you want to learn how to improvise yeah th- theory is helpful. theory would be helpful yeah. yeah if you just want to learn you know how to play cover songs you don't need to know any of that shit really can i ask you a question then yeah. based on music theory uh-huh uh I don't I don't I don't know enough about music theory to to get it all myself but um welcome to the jungle uh-huh apparently does not follow that very well does not follow music theory very well right the opening line to that song the bump 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 that's literally note for note the blues scale so hmm. it does follow that well what I'm talking about is um uh I'll have to play it for you after the show. Yeah. And okay. I, uh, there's a certain part that, and, and uh, like Paradise City, the end uh-huh. of yeah. Paradise City is supposed to be very chaotic according to music theory. Yeah, like, it is. It's like, dun, well, the stuff that Slash is doing, all of those fucking runs that he's doing and all the tapping and shit. Yeah, yeah that stuff is very. Well, what about Eddie Van Halen and shit? Then if you're talking tapping, yeah. he went all over the place. Yeah. I mean,. That's what jazz guys do too, man. Like they figure out they figure out where to play the bad notes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what jazz is. What it's, sounds good here and what sounds good there. Yeah, like 
that's what makes jazz interesting is that it's it's not what your ears expect to hear and that's yeah. why some people don't like it because it kind of challenges your ears too like you kind of have it's it's kind of like you know coffee like you're probably not going to like it the first time you try it you know what i mean but right. over it's an acquired taste i think uh, go google the jazz butcher guaranteed jazz butcher yeah that guy man oh is he? Is this a player that we're yeah, this talking is, about? Yeah, this is an old player from back in the day. Uh, he was very, uh, very jazzy, also very uh, prog rock. Oh, okay. So it was. I'm like, not a big prog rock man. guy. I don't like that either. Like up the Satriani. Up to it a just certain sounds point. Like noise. Up to a certain point, I am like Satriani. I love Satriani's "Surfing with the Alien." Yeah, that album was amazing. I'm not into him. I'm just, I'm not going to lie, man. I'd, I'd sit back. He's get a, blasted. Yeah. So, you know, get a six pack, have a couple J's, watch the stars, you yeah, know, when yeah. I was 16. Did you guys see that uh, Roger Waters was on Rogan's podcast? I did. And did you see that he asked him about the whole uh, Wizard of Oz? And he said uh, it was utter bullshit. Yeah. 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 I did like where they were talking about, uh, so Roger Waters on that said, uh, uh, one of my favorite stories about that was the cops pulled some big tour bus over and it just reeked of marijuana and they open that up and they're like, oh we're gonna board them and they go back in the back and they flip open the door and they're sitting in his underwear with a joint in his hand watching uh uh the wizard of oz listening to pink floyd was willie nelson yep <laughs> yep how awesome have you ever done that the, the i have yeah i've there. done that i have and i mean like it does like it, up it, to a certain point. When the guy that's going to be the scarecrow in her dream hits his thumb, uh-huh. that's where it got me because yeah. the, the, the music was like perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did that. It's been fucking, it's been over 20 years since I've done There's it. There's an official edit of the movie where they. Yeah, you can get that. You can download it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It only ever aired once. Uh, oh, I guarantee it it's was, on YouTube. It yeah. was made for, uh, I want to say, AMC or yeah. Turner Classic Movies. Somebody out there got the rights and the clearances to edit uh, The Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Wizard of Oz, and they aired it one time. And I, I, I've looked for that tape, and I can't find it anywhere. So, so I remember one time back in the day... Um, because uh, I'd like I think to it, see it with the dialogue and the and the original music taken out and the Pink Floyd put in, but then you save the dialogue. Yeah, that'd be cool. I found one that's uh, Dark Side of the Rainbow, they're calling it. Nice. I'm afraid to, to put it on, though, because I think we might get pulled. Yeah, don't. don't. We if should you, do if you worry about it, then don't. Yeah. We should do an experiment. We should take that album and see what other movies they sync up. Like, let's put in uh, Adam West, Batman, the movie, and see if it syncs up with Dark Side of the Moon. Sync it up to, like, Step Brothers well, or we some should, shit. Well, we should research it, see if there's other, like, movies that sync up to albums, because I guarantee there is. There are. Uh, there used, I can't find it to save my life. Because then we should watch one of those for the After Hours segment. There cool. used to be a website where you where users would submit ones that they tried that worked really well, and then yeah. you would vote on whether or not they stayed there. I can't remember. It was an old Angel Fire website. Oh That's my how God. long That ago. would be like a super fun way to, to write an album, though, is like pick a movie. Yeah. And 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 go into that. Go into the project with that's your criteria is I want 
this album to sync up with X Y movie. That would be cool. That would be a fun way to That's go a about similar their thing process. To what Misfits do. I mean, a lot of their songs are about uh, horror movies, like uh, Carol and the Beast is coming. Yeah, but. But oh, I mean, talking to, guar to, now. to sync it up no, no, with a movie, that's, that's, that's a whole... Misfits. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying oh. we're talking guar now if you're getting into the horror aspect. Oh. Wasn't Have guar you ever just guar? in town recently? Yeah. yeah. Were they really? Yeah. September. They were uh, in Columbia. I yeah. almost went, but then that was right at closing time for the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been really kind of watching my money lately. And yeah. we got to be careful with the guar show, man. It's like going to Gallagher. Right? Yeah, you never know what. Yeah, we'll just get covered in fluids. What's yeah. funny is, is I, 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 I thought I was being unique by wearing all white to glory and going into the front oh. row, and then I get in the front row and everybody's wearing all white. Yeah, yeah, no, you ain't unique. And my phone is waterproof, <laughs> and if they see you recording, they're gonna spray it right on your phone. Yeah, to be dicks. Yeah, and uh, my phone's waterproof, motherfucker. I got some of the best. I've never posted them anywhere because of copyright. But yeah, you got for some good me, shit. I got some really good. But um, <laughs> there's nice. twice I've seen War once in Colombia and uh, once. Have uh, I ever told you about our friend Dwayne? I'm in Dwayne. Mississippi, the one that thought he was talking to Clint Eastwood, wanting to call him a jerk off. <laughs> what? No. So, okay, so I'll give you the bullet points. Dwayne, okay. uh, if you go to gunsandradio.com, look up the show Band, the uh, Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends. Uh, I think it's episode six, God, the Devil, and Dwayne. We talk about Dwayne in detail in that episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is a good friend of ours. If you ever see Kelso from 70s show, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. if you yeah. take Kelso and you put him in Mississippi, that was Dwayne. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we used to prank Dwayne all the time. And so, and so uh, we told him that we had tickets. Uh, we'd gotten some tickets to go to a business meeting. But uh, we were going to this concert with some business partners. So it was going to be one of those classy upscale kind right. of concerts. It's right. not... Like rock and roll, so Dwayne. you know, make sure to wear your nicest suit. Yeah. And then we took him to see Guar. Nice. A- <laughs> <laughs> nice. But the, the last time I went, I was wearing contacts. I was going through a contacts phase. Oh for a my while. god! And um, <laughs> when I came home, I thought it was because of all the red lights they'd been showing all night. Like, mm. man, I'm getting a lot of red in my mm-hmm. vision. Like, I just thought I was sleepy, need to go to bed. Then I got home and I noticed the whole bathroom had like a pink to it. And I was like, well, this isn't right. And then I look in the mirror and my eyes are so red. And then I go, oh, wait a fucking minute. And I take my contacts out. And it's like when you're wearing those colored sunshades and you remove them. Oh, my God. My contacts in my eyeballs had gotten dyed red. Covered with the the blood dye. I had some money in my, I had my wallet in my back pocket. And I had some money inside my wallet. And it's folded up and even on the, and even Uh, it got dyed pink. Jeez. I did get a poster. Like they gave you, uh, or they didn't give them to you, but they had them out there. So I just kind of took one. Those little bitty, it's like a poster of the event, and then they make those pocket size yeah, ones yeah. to hand out at the ticket booth. Yeah. yeah. I grabbed a couple of those of Guar and had those in my pocket, and they got dyed pink. 
And I, I did that on purpose, though, because I knew they You got to be... do that, though, right? Did yeah. you save your tickets? Yeah. I did. I've, I, I saved every ticket I had, and uh, up until the point my dad burned down my mom's she shed. And I lost all <laughs> oh, my... Wait, oh, what? Fuck, man. My dad, uh, my mom... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> uh, uh, we, we tell it like that because of that commercial about how he burned down Cheryl's she shed. Yeah. you never seen that commercial? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that commercial. It's like an insurance commercial, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just, mom and dad, I've never heard anybody say this before. Yeah. My mom and dad had a storage shed, and uh, inside that storage shed was a lot of my stuff, like a lot of my old records and yeah. all my tickets and just stuff I didn't bring with me to Missouri because I felt like they would be safer. Keepsakes. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. I, when I first got here, I sure didn't think I was buying a house. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> but, dude, that first... I, dude, that first year here was the worst because I, I didn't have a pot to piss in, and I was just itching to go the fuck back to Mississippi. I was like, "What the fuck have I got myself into?" I missed all my friends. I bet. Yeah. And why did you move here again? Oh, uh, my ex-wife's from here, and I got pissed off at. Is she still here? I fuck, I don't know. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Just checking. I don't know. I you don't ever keep ran up into with her? Bitch. I mean, Jeff City's small. I, you know, I've not seen that kind of, uh, that that, that <laughs> woman uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, ever since uh, the divorce was final. I talked to her one time about a legal matter that we had to deal with that was her problem, not mine, because I was getting ready to sue her, and I was trying to be nice, and she acted like a cunt when I when I called her then too. So interesting. Goodness gracious! I'm so, going to go out on a limb here. Uh, not white girl. Hmm? Not white girl. No, she's white. She's a white girl. Yeah, I know, right? You think that just me. sounds like so much? Like maybe attitude. that was the problem. You know, maybe. I think maybe. that may be the problem. I yeah. always wanted to get me a black chick, though. Like, but yeah. I don't want to get a chick get with a chick just because she's black. Sure, right? But like with the attractionness, yes. Like, hey, we're all we all have our things that we are. I mean, like I, I don't see why that's thing. why that's a bad thing to sexualize. I mean, no, when you think be. about when you, well, I'm not sexualizing per se, but why when, are you sexualizing? Well, I mean, you like chicks with a tan. Look at every magazine, every all the chicks have nice tits and a tan. Not I do for like, me. I like them pale, man. I like a tan chick, but I want a good I Irish like girl who yeah. uses almost translucent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like them like that, and then they dye their hair black, and they wear that black lipstick. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they do that thing where their hair goes in their face a little bit, like the swoop, and then it's short all over. So my wife like, today was like, I want to dye my hair. What do you think I should go? Give me a name. Give me somebody. And I was like, uh, Google Lilu Dallas. Yeah. And no. it's the girl. <laughs> you already know who I'm talking. Who is it's it? It's the girl off the Fifth Element. Oh, well. It's the bright orange yeah. hair, and I was like, "Yeah, give me some white bodysuit." Oh my god, I don't yeah. care about the suit; just give me the hair. Yeah, you ain't ever dress her up ever now. Uh, it, Mrs. Carwash does not like to dress up. Uh, she she's gotta, not. She's not adventurous like that. You ain't got to wear it for long. My, my other girl, <laughs> yes, very much so. I, 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 I a couple years ago, I would have been surprised about my wife getting her hair colored blue dude that's dope i, I like know, I that like by it. the way I like it, it looks good on her i, like I wasn't expecting that i know right, right? Yeah, your wife until... went out and dyed her hair and got a tat yes, she did up until i saw the picture that you sent i never knew what your wife looked like so i was always envisioning china <laughs> 
It's, it's funny. I've been watching the She-Hulk movie and the, or the, the, the series, and that's what I envision. I'm trying to think of which picture I sent you. And I've known her for a while. Was It the, It was the tattoo picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I think there were a few. Yeah, I sent you guys yeah. a few like as it was in process. Yeah. 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 I'd always envision like China and... I'm thinking like Davy's like a really skinny Triple H beside her, like without like take the muscles off of Triple H and now, and then he put him. Right. Hey, you're not wrong, uh, man. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know though. Biscuit's uh, wife must have like some mind control because she's like. I don't know, man. He when he came in little. that first time, she is tiny. Yeah. But when he came in that first time, he gave us all a pack of cards, and he was like, "Here's." I don't remember how many he said it was like 26. Yeah, right? that his wife had, had. He's like, my wife can rip 26 of these in half. Right. And I was oh. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Maybe it was 18 or something. Yeah. That's and he, gave, he just gave us that amount and none of us could do it. Right. Or maybe it was that amount plus, plus like one more, maybe. Oh, I just to be men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I still have my frying pan that I've I met that out. guy right there, the one talking. Really? The mayor. Yeah? Ooh, who we got here? We're talking about the... Uh, the uh, mayor of my... Davey's watching The Wizard of Oz on his... On oh, his, there you go. The uh, mayor there. This guy oh, in the green Munchkin Yeah, land? pause it for a second so you we don't get guy, dinged. Huh? This dude right here? Yeah. Okay. I met him at a mall in Nashville, Tennessee. How old was he? God, he had to have been Fuck. old. I, I wasn't even... I, I didn't know who the fuck he was. Like yeah. I just uh, came up, and then there was all these people around, and he was talking and doing a fucking presentation and all this other stuff, and then he signed shit for us and left. And I was like, who the fuck was that? Because I'm a dancing midget. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, little, I mean, little person. <laughs> you uh, racist bastard. <laughs> no, this was the 90s. They were still called midgets. Yeah, they then. were. Uh, I actually went to a couple of dwarf twat. Dwarf, <laughs> Dwarf tosses in my day. Did you really? I have. Wow. I've been to midget wrestling. Have yeah, you I'd now? love to go to that. Dang it, man. Dude, wasn't Dude. there midget wrestling just in Jeff City not too long ago? They, I'm going to tell you, my first wrestling match I ever fought against was against a little guy. And he... Uh, Kick your ass, didn't he? He didn't pull his punches, and them little punches hurt, man. <laughs> like this, I've been. Don't get me wrong. In that profession, you you take a few shot socks to the jaw, to the back of the head. <laughs> them yeah. little punches, but hurt. man, like, like and it's a little hurts. more spread out. And then you take that fist and you take about half of the size and you concentrate it on one spot. Don't matter where he hits you, it always hurts. And then like. It's like kind of reminds me of when my cat walks across my chest. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Those little pressure points. Yeah, it's like that one little pressure point. He would be nailed. So would he like stop and then need you in the middle? Like, oh, what he, <laughs> No, what he would do. Okay, they wanted us to. This was one of the first times I went off script and it kind of pissed off the promoter, but we had a better match. First off, it was a sucky match to begin with because I had never done it before. Yeah, and this I happened. Sucked. But he wanted him to like bite me on the ass and do a bunch of carnival <laughs> shit. And and by this point, you know, I'd been talking with Kevin for a little while, and I, you know what I was mean? Was that like, the little guy's name? Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like this was kind of disrespectful to him. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you probably do all this comedy bullshit all the time, and I get that I'm not going to have a five-star match with you, and there's going to be some comedy in it. But I was like, this just feels 
wrong. Feels wrong, right? Yeah. Like you biting me on the ass and yeah. all this other shit. Why don't you just jump up on my back? I'll try to shake you off, and I can't get rid of you. And you know what I mean? Let's do shit. So we thought of a bunch ass of things biter. where he could use his size to his advantage right. rather than we make fun of him for it. Like, he'd hit me and run between my legs, and then I go to, you know, can't yeah. find him, and then he drop kicks me from behind. You know, little shit like that. Like Choreography. Yeah, we were doing things that you that we couldn't do with a regular sized person. Right. Right. But like because of his small size, like, you know, he was able to My grandfather So did you bite uh, him on the ass then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do always have like a like a thick ass. Have you right? Ever right, right yeah, I have. The smaller the person, the thicker the ass, yeah, the yeah. bigger the head on the gal, the better the head. You, you know remember what I mean? the, the mom sure from Little People uh, Big World? One of, one of Einstein's equations. <laughs> um the mom no. from Little People Big World had a thick ass. <laughs> Don't do that when I'm drinking, Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, my grandpa met the tallest man that ever lived. Uh, Robert Wadlow? Robert Wadlow. Eight, no shit. He was eight foot 11. He was from Illinois. Yeah, he was from Alton. Mm-hmm. That dude was, huh. uh, uh, he came to Litchfield, Illinois, where I picture. worked in my later years, to uh, Simpson Shoes. And they made his shoes. Years later, when I showed up, uh, they still had one of his shoes. So, like, you could be like, here's a size... 22 from nike right but it was robert wadlow's shoe they had one of his and one of shacks and like shacks was just not even close to being anywhere near the size of this dude this was bigger oh yeah oh wow oh it made shacks look like your shoe right i've got shacks like i've got and shacks enormous right here, let's Jesus. pull that up there. Look at there. this guy. Yeah, this dude Look was at a, him standing by that light This dude pole. was huge. Yeah, hold on. Let me unpause it here. Huge. So there's a lifelike statue. It's up to uh, his height in uh, Alton, Illinois. He didn't live very long. Like, he died in his 20s. Yeah, they never do. I think it was his 30s, wasn't it? Giants maybe don't late, live very later long. Maybe later 20s, early 30s, maybe. Yeah. But I it was like, late, it was late. something silly. Like, he had a hangnail, like. Uh, an infection in like a a foot or something. Oh, really? I thought it was like because of his condition. Well, because of his condition, though, he didn't heal properly from it. I see. Hmm. Look at how much taller. Like he that is. guy's a monster. Like, right? look at all the health problems Andre the Giant had. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, he wasn't even that big whenever he finally uh, yeah had to retire. Just well, because think of he... when he filmed the movie. No, uh, dude, the he Princess was, Bride. He was only twenty-two when he died. Who? Wadlow. Robert Wadlow. This is twenty two. He w- no no. Uh, he was born in nineteen eighteen and he died in nineteen forty. So he's twenty two years old when he died. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I knew he didn't live very long. Yeah. Crazy man. Crazy. Uh, that was one of my favorite things as a kid was was uh, thumbing through the Guinness Book of World Records and. Oh, I remember and that. looking up crazy shit like that. The Guinness Book of World Records is the number one most stolen book from uh, public libraries because of 90s kids. I totally believe that. I've stolen stolen one or two in my time. Yeah, have you? I have, actually. We should get one. We should break a record on the old 77. (laughs) Can we? Is is that even a thing to do? Find an easy one that nobody cares about. Oh, man. That's the problem, though. Everyone wants to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, so there's always some kind of bullshit. Well, we don't have to pay the money and all that shit. We just have to break the record on the air, and then we'll know. Our audience (laughs) will know. The people that matter will know. Maybe we could break Al Roker's uh, longest weathercast record. No. We could get get you in front of the green screen, Scotty. You know, one day we're going to have to get that green screen rolling. Just have it, like, right over here. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, 
Yeah, I'll new studio go. I'll we could totally dedicate a camera totally to the green screen. So yeah. I'll know. do a forecast. You just have to light them. They're a pain in the ass to light. Call me Doppler Dave. Oh man, I'm I'm fixing to change all that coming up in the next one. I want to get lighting actually, studio lighting, LED lights. Uh, get that rolling. Yeah, that's where it's at. You know. Yeah. Control that shit with your phone. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Nice. Maybe. I'd like to get it to where I could control it with my laptop, and then I could also run sound from my laptop too. Have sound coming out via Bluetooth. Oh yeah. Nice. So. Oh yeah. Changes. Just just work. Just working on it. Boys, I do believe we have reached the end of episode one hundred and twenty. Six. six, right? Yes, yes. Very nice, very nice. One twenty-six. This Thank was a fun you. one. Thank this you. was a fun. It one. was a fun show. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. Stick around for after hours. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk some weird stuff coming up next. We are. Are we gonna do? Uh, can we talk about the event that we're we are have? actually? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do the cannabis cup coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Cannabis cup. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, the Fuck last one was so bad. It was. So, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh so god! I had to hang out after it the was, show. It was not. It was not good. So we changed it up this time yeah, around. Yeah, we're gonna try. We're it, not yeah. gonna imbibe uh, through water filtrated means. We're still. Uh, we're still learning, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been smoking weed for like you know. 30 years. We probably have like 60, 70, 80 years between all of us. Two puffs would get me that stoned. Just going for the flavor, though. I mean, that's the best way to do it. It seems the right way. You filter it all out. But yeah, when you think about it. Oh, man. Hey, guys, let's do a gravity bond next. It had been (laughs) a very long time since I had... uh, Used that method of a, of a of a bong. I, yeah. I I my last bong I had, like every other bong I've had, br- was you know broken. You know, I dropped it. And, it and this guy right here, man, gotta get the plastic. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah. I feel like grandma's boys, you, dude. You never you never throw a bong, bro. <laughs> they always break eventually, man. That's that's just Murphy's law. Someday. All right, folks. Thanks right. for listening. Hang out with us in episode uh, one twenty seven, which will come out. After this one. Next Tuesday. But you can get after hours action at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. And find, 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 oh, oh, sorry. What? And you can find all of our links in one convenient place at the old 77.com. Yeah. There it is right there. Yeah. All right, boys. Right there. See y'all next week. Peace out, bitches. Bitches. <laughs>